Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night, this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn and have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you got me. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black me. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. It is Wednesday, March 11, 2015. I had to read the bottom corner of the screen because I had no idea what date it was. Uh, welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Cat Morris. Uh, got a bunch of stuff to talk about, um, get into all sorts of different things. Uh, before that, I have on the line the ego, Robert Anthony. Yo, What's man. What's going on, man? How How's you it been? going? Uh- I'm doing well. I'm at the Walmart getting uh, chips and broccoli and cheddar soup for the pregnant wife that I have at home. So she wants to eat broccoli and cheddar soup with chips. Pringles, to be exact. (laughs) Yeah, well, congrats on that, man. Thank you, thank you. Um, So, yeah, you know, I've been uh, wanting to have you back on for a little while now. Uh, You know, a lot going on. And, um, you know, one of the big topics that's floating around the internet and everything is the uh, build the mop situation. And I know, um, yeah, you know, you had worked there and, you know, you've trained under him and everything else. And, uh, 
he's kind of getting thrown under the bus right now, and I know you have a different opinion on the situation. Yeah, it seems that, like, I'm the only one that's really defending Bill. And uh, I don't know, because when you contact me about it, you were kind of spot on about uh, basically I'm the only one that has uh, good stuff to say about him. Right. So it's just getting on my nerves, man. What was your experience, you know, like actually training with him and everything? Um, Well, when I first – sorry, hold on. Um, So when I first was coming up in uh, professional wrestling, my trainer, he was, like, super old school. And, like, the whole thing about wrestling was basically just shut your mouth and, you know, learn from those who are around you. And if you mess up, then you're going to, you know, you're going to pay the consequences for it. And it's kind of like one of those, you know, tough love type – type of deal so me and Bill matched like very very well and um, when I was when I was doing a lot of indies before CCW um, I was not really getting anywhere man by you know acting like that being very respectful you know I'd be working for uh, I don't know I was probably working for about six seven years trying to get an ROH this whole time and then you know Gabe Sapolsky only booked his guys you know, the guys that he got along with, not the people that were trying their hardest. You know, I was super respectful to Gabe. And that stuff was, you know, it really wasn't working out for me. So when I met Bill, he kind of trained along that style, you know. Like, me and him meshed well because I shut my mouth, and if I screwed up, you know, I had to, you know, I had to take whatever I had to take from him. Now, I'm not saying that everything he did from what I was reading uh, was 100% like he, he should have went through a different way. Like I read some stuff about him hurt, hitting people who were hurt and things like that, but that stuff's kind of uncalled for. But man, if you can't get called, uh, if you can't take being called a name, then you're in the wrong business. You know, like I, I don't right. know Kevin Matthews. Um, and I don't know, uh, the other guy who's the guy that wrote the letter, the, the recent one. Who's in NXT. Um, I'm not sure. I know Joey Ryan has had a lot to say about uh, Bill DeMott, too. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, like these two, yeah. well, I'll get on Joey Ryan in a second because I, I was recently in a locker room with him not too long ago, but we really didn't talk because um, he was doing his thing and I was doing my thing. But um, Kevin Matthews and this other NXT guy, uh, who I personally don't know either of them, they all they did was cry about – Oh, I didn't get my shot because of Bill. No, man, you didn't get your shot because you sucked. And I'm the first one to take blame for why I didn't get my shot. You know what I mean? I right. was there too young, and if I was there now, uh, knowing what I know now, things would have been a lot different. You know, I was way too mindset of, you know, I'm here to have fun. I didn't look at it as a business when I should have looked at it as, as a business. And Kevin and this other guy are just, like, blaming everything on Bill. Okay, so basically what those guys are saying is they didn't make it because Bill's training was too hard. That's To me, that's bullshit. And, and I totally just don't agree with that. And then they get fired, and it's just sour grapes. They're just bitching because they need something to bitch about. Uh, Joey Ryan was never signed. So why does he have anything to say about this? He had a trial, right. and – I saw that they said he had too much too much experience and they didn't want him. And then he started going off on that. And then and, and which is which is I believe that you maybe should be pissed off on that because he does good work and 
Uh, he's got a good character, and he's obviously he's not a he's not a horrible wrestler. So when you get a response like that, your obvious thing is to get pissed off. But then, he, what does he have to do with the Vermont training thing? He has nothing to do with it. So right. I don't know. All these people seem that they're talking shit, but they don't know firsthand. Um, the time I was with Bill, everything that they're saying never happened when I was with him. Sure, he was hard, and sure he had punishments for things that you would do. But to me, that's wrestling training. You know what I'm saying? No one ever got right. hurt when I was there. And if they did get hurt, um, it wasn't when I was being signed. People, obviously, uh, a couple guys hurt their knees and stuff like that, but that was through wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'd never seen yeah. people do something that would hurt someone. Uh, we trained hard, man. We did a lot of blow-up drills. We're running, jumping over people, doing all this kind of stuff. And he was he was a cool guy, you know? Right. Now, um, you know, there's been, you know, obviously a, a big emphasis on the physical aspect of wrestling schools and, you know, the, the grueling amount of, you know, training that you have to go into to condition yourself for the ring. That stuff's understandable, but what's not talked about a lot is um, what responsibility, especially in the WWE training, do they have to mentally prepare these guys for the ups and downs of the road and just the continuing grueling schedules? I mean, is there a certain responsibility from Bill DeMott to, to mentally toughen these guys as well? That's what I, I personally think that as well, because when I was there at that time, the locker room on the main roster was 100% different. You had JBL, you had uh, Chris Benoit, you had Eddie Guerrero, and you had all these guys that, an undertaker full-time, you had all these guys that demanded respect. Uh, Kurt Angle was there, too, when I was signed. And you had guys from my, from Deep South, from where I was at when I first got up there, getting, like, hazed and um, basically, like, Japan Young Boy stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they couldn't handle it. You know, this one guy, uh, his last name was Palmer. I forgot his first name. He quit. You know what I mean? He quit wrestling because... He couldn't handle the stuff from the main locker room. Um, right. You know the guy that's in the Ascension, the taller one? I don't know the yeah. name. Not not the shorter one, the taller one. Uh, he it's, was uh, signed right when I got signed. Okay? okay. He, um, he quit uh, right before, I don't know, I'm going to say like four months after I got released. He was getting called up to the main roster, and Vince thought he looked like a rat. Right? And he wanted him to do this rat gimmick. And um, <laughs> he was dating a girl. Uh, she was on the Indies for a while in Shimmer. Her name was Chrissy Vane. He was dating her. They're, they're married now. And she was getting called up as well. Well, some of the boys wanted to fuck her. And he was getting real pissed off about it. He's like, and he knew he was going to lose his girl to the main roster. So what he said was, you're going to quit and I'm going to quit. And that's going to be it. We're going to quit. And she was like, okay, fine, I'm going to quit. So Johnny Ace calls him up, and, and uh, Steve Kern is telling us all this stuff the next day on what happened. Johnny Ace calls him up and said, hey, listen, I'm sending you your travel. You're going to come to blah, blah, blah town. And he goes, uh, I'm quitting, and so is Chrissy. And Johnny Ace is like, I don't think you know what you think. I don't think you know what you're doing here. He's like, you're not going to quit. You're going to come to the TV. Vince has an idea for you. You guys are going to do this. You're going to be on the main roster. And he's like, no, I quit. So Johnny Ace tells him, all right, man. I'm going to give you 24 hours to think about this. I'm going to call you tomorrow and give you your travel information. And if you quit, then you're fucking done. So he calls him next day and he's like, fuck you, John, I quit. And he quit. 
just out of nowhere because he couldn't fucking handle it. How he got his job back, I have no fucking clue. So Bill is mentally training you, right, at that time to deal with the bullshit that you're going to deal with. Uh, And it's a lot worse. It was a lot worse on the road than it is now. From now, I think it's just dudes playing video games all day. But back when I was when I was there, they were fucking people up, man. They like they had this one trainee that they were dropping fucking elbows on his rent a car and making him pay all the damage. You know what I mean? They were shooting off a fire extinguisher in his hotel room and making him pay for the hotel room fees. Like back then, those guys were fucking mean, and you earned your spot. And I think now yeah. no one has to earn their spot anymore. It's the the whole wrestling is politically correct. And if someone says something that you don't agree and you got the boo-boo face, you could go online and basically get them in trouble. And, and I just don't agree with that. It's like, where are the men? Where, you know, where, where is, and I said this on Twitter a million times, like, Kogan B, if Hiro, Hiro Matsuda broke his leg and he wrote a fucking letter about it, would he still be Hulk Hogan? Will we all still love professional wrestling? I doubt it. You know, like, that time and that era produced arguably the greatest wrestling superstar in the world. And what are we creating now? We're creating a lot of guys that whine on the internet and cry about it. You know, Kevin Matthews and all these other guys basically got Bill fired by crying on the internet so much where WWE was like, all right, we're getting too much negative press about this. We have to do something. You know, it's just, to me, it's Mm -hmm. bullshit. And everyone's just, they're just all crybabies. And that's what I see nowadays. There's a lot of crybabies. Black G's and myself, we talk about it daily about, all the guys that are in professional wrestling now, and we don't like the way everything looks, and no one is, and no one's promoting, and everyone's promoting the way everyone else acts. They're all crybabies. They're all these hipster, you know. Uh, I have nothing against comics and video games, but that's all they're about, and no one is, right. no one is taking any chances. No one is outspoken. No, no one is believable. When you watch these promos, when you watch these guys uh, conduct themselves in the crowd, it's like, yeah, you might be this character in the ring, but after the show, you're you're a regular fucking dude, and no one believes you. But Black mm-hmm. G's, he's a dick before he goes out in the ring. George, and when you go home, you're like, I hate him because <laughs> that's who he is. And if you really knew him, you know you might have a different opinion, but he's playing a character from the moment he shows up to the moment he leaves. And that's what is lost today. And everyone is just too soft. And I just can't handle it, man. When Bill uh, resigned over this, I was, I went ballistic. I said, I cannot believe this is happening right now because the internet people are winning. The, you know, the internet people are basically telling everyone how to act. And if you don't act that way, we have a bunch of you know, other internet guys that are going to be online crying about it. And I just can't find right. it anymore, dude. It's, in, it's insane. Now, do you think, cause um, you know, over the years, the Indies has gotten bigger and bigger and um, it kind of allows oh, yeah. guys to be superstars before they're superstars. If you know what I mean? And um, do you think oh, yeah. that's facilitated a lot of, you know, what these attitudes are? Um, what do you mean? Well, I mean, if a guy makes it big in his mind on the indies before he even shows up to the WWE training, you know, does that change a guy's mentality? Instead of being humble, you know, like people might be back then because there wasn't really an indie, you know, superstar, so to speak. Sure. Like, uh, um, 
I'm trying to think because you know what it is. A lot of the guys now, I really don't know a lot of them personally anymore because uh, I've been so out of that scene. But like, um, let me think of someone who's just been signed. So like, let's take like uh, Finn Balor, right? Prince of mm-hmm. I loved him. I love his work. I love everything about him. And I think him going into that system with a hundred guys signed, he should act better than everyone else. You know what I mean? Sure. There's certain people that there's certain people that need to be more humble, and there's certain people that obviously pay their dues that need to walk into that place and just fucking destroy it. Like, uh, like Jesus and I were talking the other day about the Briscoes, and we're like, we think the Briscoes might be getting signed, or they are signed. And when they walk right. into that building, everyone that is tattooed with a giant beard needs to think that they're going to get fired tomorrow because those guys paid their dues and those guys are way better than anyone that they have tag team wise and look wise. And they should just straight up walk in and be like, this is ours and we're going to take it from you. So certain guys need to have that attitude and certain guys need to say, well, you know, I was this and there's someone here that's a lot better than me. So maybe I need to, you know, revamp myself and how do I get better than everyone else? You know, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. And with the you know the indies being as widespread as they are, um, you know each locker room has their guys and everything like that. Do you think that creates some of the egos now with the promoters allowing it? Uh, yeah, I think so, man. It's like if you go to a locker room in Ohio and you're like, "This is our champion. This is our best guy," and you look at him and you're like, "All right, well, man, your gear's not on point, and you're doing all the moves that you've seen on Monday Night Raw." It's like, come on. You know, you gotta you gotta really you gotta look at your product. You have to look at your company and say who you're trying to get behind. There, there's a lot of goofs out there, man. There's a lot of guys that just have that are really clueless, and then there's the guys out there that are amazing and they're not getting their shot. So you get all walks of life, and it's really up to chance on who makes it and who doesn't make it. And you got all these dudes that would uh. Man, I, I always feel old by saying, you know, when I did this. But when I was doing extra work for WWE, it was something that was um, kind of held on a, a higher standard because it didn't come mm-hmm. up that often. You know, now if you're in the business for a week, you could potentially be an extra and get a quote-unquote tryout with the WWE. That stuff's just given way too much. And you have guys in their home promotions like, all right, yeah, you're going to work this guy, man. He had a tryout with WWE. I'm like, uh, no, he was an extra for Adam Rose and ate catering all day. Uh, that's not necessarily right. a tryout. You know, a tryout is if you get – if they pay for you to fly to Orlando or fly to wherever they were to to actually do a tryout, you know. And even then, there's still a bunch of goofs there. Um, not too many people know about this, but I did – I went to Orlando in uh, 2013, or was it? Two, yeah, I think it was the end of 2013 in December. And the guys that were there, I have no clue how they got there. You know, there was 70 people there, and you have your your military guys, you have your models, you have your bodybuilders, and then you have your indie guys. You can, that's kind of like their template of these are the guys we're going to give tryouts to. So you automatically, if you're an indie guy, you flock to the indie people. If you're the military people, you flock to them and kind of just hang out. It's like a click. Well, mm-hmm. I'm there with this kid, and I seen him. And I really didn't know where I, where I knew him from until you know, I went home and looked at a few old photos and stuff. 
But uh, I used to work for Harley Race, and we did this pro wrestling Noah camp, and this guy was there. And he uh, obviously um, turned himself into this gimmick called the Zombie Hunter, and he had the crappiest lucha mask ever, and he cuts this promo on how he's the Zombie Hunter. And I just looked, at my, I just looked around the room, and I was like, what is going on? And he's horrible in the ring. I go, how did you get here, for one? And do you really think with this $3 flea market mask and this crazy gimmick of a zombie hunter that they're going to sign you? You know, like some people are just clueless. Yeah. Um, you know, now, I mean, this really uh, helps decide a political correctness with uh, the mob more or less being forced to step down. Um, yeah. You know, how much of that is, is playing into – you know, the right talent getting up there because everybody has to watch their step and say or don't say the right things. And Yeah, man, it, 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 you're definitely walking on eggshells. Like I said, there's some things that DeMont, that I heard he did that I don't condone whatsoever. And there's other things I'm like, yeah, damn right he should have did this because you need to pay your dues. Um, but it's – I, you know what it is? When I was down there and, and probably now, it's hard to find – uh, who who has the right to go up and who doesn't? You know, like Chris mm-hmm. Hero. Uh, he's he's a good wrestler, man. He's awesome. And when he got signed, he was in amazing shape. And everyone thought he was going to be the guy. He was going to make you know millions of dollars. He was going to be on top. And then when they fired him, like he did not look like the same guy that they hired. So you really have to one give them something they don't have. And they don't know what they want until they see it, you know, like um, it, it's really up to you to get yourself up there. It, we, when you grow up in the 80s and love and wrestling, you think there's this box of gimmicks and when you get signed. They say, hey, look, here's an idea that we want. And can you fill this role? But it's far from that. You actually have to come up with the idea. And that's where the creative process shows up. No one's going to come up to you and hand you an idea. Like, uh, prime example is Bray Wyatt. You know, they never gave him that gimmick. They gave him a gimmick of Husky Harris. And then, yeah. it's like, you're on the verge of getting fired because they said, all right, Husky Harris is lame. We don't know what to do with you. And he created Bray Wyatt. And they're like, we love this. And now he's a wrestling the fucking Undertaker. You know? So, right. it's not one person that's going to tell you that you're going to make it or you're not going to make it. It's up to you to walk in there and fucking own it and give them something they don't have and make it unique and make it cool. Because if you don't do that, then you're going to be like me. And then you're going to get let go because you don't know your place. You don't know. You just don't know. You know, if I knew what I knew now, man, I was a, I was a mask guy when I got hired and I, they're like no mask. And then I was all, all of a sudden lost. I had no clue what to do. I didn't know who I was. And it wasn't until you get fired and you get sent home and your dream gets fucking crushed. So you find out who you are. You know, you got to go through those experiences, and I never had those. And that's why I blame myself when these other guys are blaming other people. You know, you have to look inwards before you can start blaming the people on the outside. And for me personally, the people on the outside did everything they could to help me find myself. And unfortunately, for me to find myself, I had to go through all that hardship. Um, where are all those other guys at? Who's a, who else is learning that lesson? No one learns that lesson anymore. All they're saying is, it's your fault this person cheated or it's it's his way of training that made me fail no one made you fail but yourself you know shut your mouth open your ears will get you really far but if you don't know how to 
taking in that information that you're taking in through your ears, then you're never going to make it, and then you're going to end up blaming everyone else. Um, but then you have the extreme circumstances on people that did get screwed over. Um, I can't come up with one off the top of my head, but I guarantee it did happen. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not there right now to to know you know what was going on, but you worked with them a lot, and um, yeah, you, know, you worked in the system. Um, what do you think took them so long to pull the trigger and actually put Sammy Callahan on NXT TV? Because he spent um, about three years there before uh, they did much, and it's not like they completely retooled him. He's kind of the same Sammy Callahan. Sure. Um, I was actually thinking the same thing. Um, I thought Adam Cole was going to get signed before Sammy Callahan. That was my personal thing. Cause I know they went in the same time. And uh, my thought, initial thought was, yo, Cole's getting signed. And I remember the cage death 2012, uh, me, him and Cole were talking. And I said, in three more years, I'm going to buy Adam Cole's action figure. You know, cause I, I, I love Adam Cole. I, I've loved him since the first mm-hmm. day, you know, when he was a trainee and uh, at CZW. So, when Sammy got signed, um, his gimmick is John Moxley, right? And and we we everyone has known this. Uh, we've even called him out about it a couple times in CCW. It's like uh, John Moxley's always been fucking Mox. You know that's his gimmick, that's his mannerism and stuff like that. And Sammy Callahan borrowed a lot of stuff from him. And um, so when he got signed, I was like, all right, well, you know, he's gonna be he's gonna be him. How is that going to mesh with Mox? So from what I was told, because I, you know, um, I love I love Sammy. So don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Like uh, my match right. with him at Cage of Death is one of my favorite ones, uh, CW matches I've ever had. And right. when he got signed, I was like, man, you know, what's taking them so long to get him to get put up? And then I heard he came up with that computer hacker gimmick, and um, Triple H didn't understand it. And I heard that he had to cut some. Uh, promos and do some vignettes for them to better understand it and then someone told me he broke his leg so i think oh. that put him on the shelf for a long time uh um, okay. i don't know if that's true so, somebody told me over there that he had, he had his leg broke and then uh they were just healing up so i wonder if that hindered him from being on tv finally until now uh, i purposely mm-hmm. watched his run-in but i did he have a match yet i don't know if he had a match yeah yet. Yeah, I steal I steal Georgie Boy's uh, Gannon from CCW. I steal his WWE Network, and he just blocked me from it. Uh, so <laughs> I haven't been able to uh, watch any more of his stuff. But the last thing I saw was he did his little run in. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know why Sam and Callahan waited so long. But then you have to think about the mindset. I think I was telling uh, Black G's because me and him talk pretty much almost every day, uh, if mm-hmm. not three times a week. Um, we were talking about the Briscoes again. And I, and I said that analogy of like everyone that's been there is going to just be butt hurt that they're going to go straight on straight to their NXT TV. And you think about, uh, um, Kevin Steen and Prince Devette and Kenta, they just walk in, go straight to TV, automatic top guys. Kevin Steen wins the belt the first fucking night, you know, that of his first match right. or whatever. And, um, you're going to have a lot of guys there that are going to be like, what the hell, you know, it's it. Some guys are going to go straight to the top. Some guys are going to take a lot longer to get there because maybe they need something. Maybe they need something new. You know, uh, the vet doesn't need a gimmick, you know, Ke- Steen, 
is is Steen. They that's what they thought they, they wanted. They hired him to be him, and that's who he is. He doesn't change his gear. He doesn't change the way he wrestles. Just go straight on TV. So some guys are going to take longer to get up, and some guys are going to take longer to you know go to the main roster. But some guys are going to have a shortcut. Sure. Um, also, um, I mean, with the Briscoes. I had heard that it more or less uh, held them back when Jay made some uh, comments on Twitter about uh, about uh, gay people or something. I mean, do you think that's what it was or just wasn't the time? <laughs> I actually never heard about that. <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing about it, you know? Yeah, but, he, had, um, uh, he had posted something on Twitter that um, uh, Delaware wants to make gay marriage legal, and if, he th- if anyone thinks he's going to teach his son, that's okay. They're dead wrong or they're going to meet his shotgun or, or some shit like this. And uh, he actually had to make like a public apology and ring of honor and everything. And um, there was rumor that that kind of shot their chances for a while. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know. I, that, yeah. That's actually the first I'm hearing about it. The the only thing I've ever heard about was young bucks getting buried by Booker T. But then, uh, right. then I saw them with a photo with Booker T. So I, you know what I mean? Like, Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? Who knows what what holds them back? I know they had a tryout and with an actual match, and I heard it was like everyone was watching it. All the boys were watching it because the Briscoes are that good, man. They paid their dues and they're awesome. So you know, who knows what takes, why people take so long to get signed, and why some others get signed and you never you never even know why it was so quick, you know. So it's right. it's just that new machine, you know. I really think they're they're going to be taking a lot of guys from the Indies soon, and that's going to force yeah. Ring of Honor. That's going to force CZW to really lock those guys down, or yeah. let them go. You know, it's it's you never know who's going to go next. Yeah, um, you know, a lot of people. I, I kind of look at things a little differently because a lot of people still look at NXT as a developmental, and at a certain to a certain extent, it is. But I kind of think WWE has built their own indie. Because they don't, they never oh, wanted absolutely. to run an indie style on TV, so I don't think it's so much of a downgrade to be in the NXT because that's the WWE's own indie that they're building their network off. Yeah, I I wish there was an NXT when I was there. Like we were wrestling at flea markets, uh, we were wrestling at um, uh, a country bar, we were wrestling in some of the most. There's indies that are wrestling in better buildings than we were, and we were signed talent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, NXT is is a is awesome. You know, like the setup, the ex, like the exposure to go to the main roster. It's it's definitely a step above an indie. Like they're they're killing it. You know what I mean? Just the production mm-hmm. values, uh, the integration of the network. Like fans are going to see it. You know, when I was let go, it was like, oh, WWE developmental ego, blah, 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 and no one knew what that was. No one knew what developmental was. You always had to explain it like minor league baseball. That's basically what we were assigned to. But now, mm-hmm. like, let's say let's say a generico gets fired tomorrow. Like, he's going to – he's basically a WWE talent and could go anywhere he wants in the world because of right. NXT, because of the network, because everyone knows who he is. Like, all those guys are. All those guys are – pretty much WWE superstars. Like, I think Generico's getting his own action figure pretty soon. So it's like, yeah, it, it's, it's not developmental, man. Like if you get it put on the NXT TV, you pretty much made it. And you could be asking like crazy WWE prices when you get let go, if you were a top guy, you know? 
So sure. let's say uh, let me, let me, the Vault Villains, right? If they get let go tomorrow, I don't see them getting, like, huge, huge paydays from the indies. I see them getting decent work and maybe do some House of Hardcore stuff if DJ wants to bring a couple of those guys in. But he's not going to pay them over, like, 200 bucks, maybe even less than that. But Steen, Generico, uh, Prince of Ed, uh, any of those top, top guys get let go, man, they could go anywhere they want. TNA, Lucha Underground, like – they're top indie names now or top WWE names that are going to be top draws for a long time because they got merchandise, you know, you like t-shirt on WWE shop.com. So it's, it's, it's ridiculous, man. It's, it's good for those guys. And it definitely is going to change the business. It's going to change the indies because now the trap, you know, next thing you know, they're going to run the arena, you know, ECW, the WWE version ECW did it. So why not? NXT? Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to happen. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think for the first time, this is WWE's uh, first successful ability to run almost two separate companies within under their heading. Because they tried it with ECW, but the big show was there before you knew it. And then it, you know, they tried it with SmackDown yeah. and Raw, and it's it's just not it. Um, you know, a guy to be solid in NXT and come running into Raw, it's like a guy from another company, and and that's kind of disappeared, you know, for quite some time now because everything's on the internet. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, the Royal Rumble. I was totally expecting NXT guys to run in on the Royal Rumble, uh, which mm-hmm. didn't happen. So I was like, oh, that sucked. But if they did, it wouldn't be like who. Like um, when NXT was first starting, uh, I think it was what? Um, uh, Bo Lee. What's his name? Bo Dallas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So he, he ran in on the Royal Rumble, and no one cared because no one was watching NXT then. You know what I mean? Like the network, I don't think, was up. But NXT was an entity, and people knew what it was. But no one cared because he his gimmick could have been he was NXT, blah blah blah, and he's in the Royal Rumble. Uh, if they did that again, I think it'd have more merit. People would would care about an NXT guy coming on TV. Like if Sammy Callahan debuted, no, nah, not Sammy Callahan. Let's say um, let's say Generico. If Generico debuted on Raw tomorrow, he would get a huge reaction because everyone knows who he is. Right. And as, yeah. as big as that Nexus angle was back then, if they did the Nexus angle now instead of then and had the names like Generico and Pac and those guys show up on Raw to take over, imagine how much bigger it would be. It would be way better. It would be, just be like uh, it would be the w, WCW invasion, but a little mm-hmm. bit cooler. You know, like uh, the one with NWO, not the one with the scrubs. <laughs> like, right. It would be, so, it'd, it'd be so cool, man. It would be, it'd be like, It'd be great. I'd, I'd I'd watch it, and I hate wrestling. Sure. So, who knows? <laughs> um, I hate wrestling. So you know, Jesus and signed. <laughs> yeah, um, one of the things that they had pointed out, and I I thought that was one of the most ridiculous things because although you know might have been messed up with um, uh, Rusev, was they said when yeah. he was hurt he had a neck injury and um, Demont ripped the Jets shirt off of him, which I mean it's it's Jets shirt, so I mean you got to kind of expect that, but um. Uh, it wasn't Rusev that made the complaint. So, I mean, that, that's what kind of stuck out to me was like, you know, this thing about Rusev's injured neck. Well, Rusev's on TV and didn't complain. So what does this other guy have to say? Yeah, uh, I actually read that. And um, who knows if it's true, who knows if it's not true. But, like, again, he didn't say shit about it. And he, it must have not have been that bad. You know what I'm saying? It could be worse right. than what it was if you ripped the shirt off of him. Um, and 
I'm trying to think of all those accusations they were making people say, like uh, unsafe drills, um, uh, derogatory, derogatory comments, you know, making fun of this person. Like uh, the one email the guy posted, he goes, uh, he said something along the lines of uh, Bill DeMott told Steamboat's class and someone else's classes to go kill themselves because they suck. Like, okay, when I read that, I laughed. And he's like, and it was 10 days after Mike Graham committed suicide. Do you really think he was, his intentions were to make fun of Mike Graham killing himself? No. He was telling you guys to kill yourselves because you're signed WWE talent and you are horrible under the training of Ricky Steamboat and, and somebody else. Like, get over it. He told you to kill yourselves. That's the way his training yeah. is. That's what his personality is. He's basically saying you suck and you should go kill yourself because you suck. Now, does he mean go home and actually take your own life? No. And you should have the brains to know that he didn't mean it that way. But since, you know, we're in the age that we are, um, you got to go on the Internet and complain about it. And then you have to say, well, since he told me to kill myself, uh, he also made me run and do all this other stuff. And then I hurt my knee. Like, come on, dude, you're going to hurt your knee anyway. You just need someone to blame for it. And I'm not cool with that at all. I'm not cool with it at all because I went through everything that he he's everything like the drills they were explaining. I did them and I didn't get hurt because I spent my life training to do this. And I wasn't an idiot. I didn't complain. I didn't, I didn't bitch and moan and just complain. <laughs> that's, that's the only word I could use is complain. That's all they're doing is complaining. They're too soft. And right. They never did anything like about, it's just like, you're a human being, and this is a coach, and I, maybe you never had a coach that was a tough coach on you and talked to you in ways that Bill's talking to you, but I have, and I understood it. And he's talking to you that way so you can prove him wrong, so you can get better. You know, everyone has their own coaching style. That happens to be his, and if you can't adapt to that coaching style or that doesn't work for you, then I don't know what to tell you because WWE is giving him money, and they believe in what he's doing. You know, they all, Kevin uh, Matthews and all them, they were complaining about him a couple of years ago, you know, and they're like, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And WWE did nothing about it because that's what they wanted. They wanted guys that were mentally tough enough. They wanted guys that can go. And that's what he was producing. You know, he's, he's producing talent that is on the main roster now. Um, do some people resent him? Yeah, absolutely, because they made them do stuff that, they normally wouldn't do but is it making you hundreds of thousands of dollars right now it is so you know boo go cry about it somewhere else because i have no sympathy for it and uh i work for a company in chicago called freelance pro wrestling and um mm-hmm. or just freelance wrestling and joey ryan works there and i told the, i told the guy that owns it i'm like hey man i was like i ain't gonna start no shit i go but i'm very boisterous about you know i'm I'm pro Bill DeMond. I'm pro, you know, the way he trains. And if Joey Ryan has something to say about it, I'm not going to back down from it, you know, but I'm not going to start shit out of the, out of the blue. But when people talk about something that they have no, they know nothing about, it pisses me off so much. And that's half of what this is going on is people just talking about shit. They don't know anything about. And, um, it, I don't know. It just gets on my nerves. man. It just gets real. I get real agitated when people start talking shit. It's like, Dude, this is wrestling, and he's he's got an old school approach to it. And if 
you can't adapt to that, then maybe you, you don't belong here because no one's going to hold your hand. Um, somebody, somebody told me a good thing. They're like, uh, they're talking about kids and they were talking about um, kids learning how to win and lose and how to fail. And they, they said something yeah. along the lines of um, the first time a kid gets his bubble burst shouldn't be when he gets rejected from college. So that means is right. that uh, colleges accept you or they don't accept you, right? And that's the time parents, teachers, coaches have nothing. They, they have no control over that. If your kid is not good enough, they're not getting into that college, right? That shouldn't right. be the first time that they experience defeat. They should grow up knowing that, hey, if you're really good at something, there is going to be someone that is better than you. And then you have to, you know, work harder to get at that. And that's what coaches do. And if you never had a coach that taught you that, then you're just going to complain about it all day long. That, that's the way I look sure. at it. And there's, uh, there's a lot of, you know, they've more or less uh, made it a huge part of, you know, raising kids where there's the participation trophies where everybody gets a trophy, win or lose. They stop keeping score on games. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know why they would push themselves to work harder at anything if everybody wins. Yeah, and, and, that, and that I honestly believe that's the culture that a lot of these guys have grown up with is that you're told you're the best and no one is better than you. And if you did fail, then the other person cheated. Or if you did fail, it's this person's fault. You have to take blame for your own stuff. And um, if you don't agree with someone's opinion, if you don't agree with someone's teaching style, if you don't agree with someone's coaching, then you know you, you have every right to be mad at that person for you not succeeding. And that's the way I look at it because, you know, I'll take it from another standpoint. Uh, I'm a huge CM Punk supporter. You know, I've known that I know the guy since I was 16 years old. Uh, one of the few guys on the Indies that ha- uh, have matches with him more than one. And when I listen to him complain why he left WWE to me, it's all about money. He, you know what I mean? Like every gripe, is has to do with money, money, money. Now, I um, from his last podcast, it said uh, right. Wizard World is going to give me twenty grand. WWE took me off of that, and I didn't get twenty grand's worth of work. You know what I'm saying? So I left WWE. But in the long run, dude's a millionaire. He never has to work another sure. day in his life. So it's it, a lot of it had to do with his pride, and in the, and I don't agree with that. That's his opinion. That's what he went through. But I, I put myself in his shoes, and, and I think to myself, all right, well, uh, I didn't get the main event at WrestleMania. I didn't get – I wrestled The Undertaker, though, but I didn't make more money than this person. Um, I know at least 600 people right now that are struggling, that are making less than $30,000 a year. I have millions of dollars. I'm doing something that no one gets to do. I get to travel the world. Yeah, maybe I might let a couple things go. Maybe I might bitch about a couple things. So, like – I don't see, and of course I'm not in his situation, like I don't see things the way he does. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So a lot of these guys that are complaining on the internet and complaining about this, complaining about that, you have all these other people supporting them when they've never been in those shoes. Like half those wrestling sites never trained a day in their life or probably never played a sport a day in their life, but they're going to back and retweet and write their own thoughts and opinions on the wrestling websites and that's basically what got him to step down is that all these people just latched on. I like Kevin Matthews and I like this guy and I like this guy. 
So I'm going to support them because I don't believe this is right. I believe this is wrong. Participation medal, all this other shit. And it just gets on my nerves. You know, it's people that don't know the business, don't know what it takes to succeed. Um, There is two sides. There's, you know, there's three sides of every story, your side, my side, and the truth. And um, I personally seen Bill train and I personally been there while he trained others. I've watched him do the tryout camps in Georgia and half the stuff is true. Half the stuff is fake. You know what I mean? It's false. Um, mm-hmm. If he, if he did hurt, hit someone while they were hurt, blah, blah, blah. You know, obviously I'm against that. Uh, show me the proof because when I was with him for almost two years while, uh, while he was hired, I'd never seen anyone get hurt. I've seen a lot of guys, work their ass off, get blown up. Um, if you did something wrong, yeah, you're running around the building a couple times or you're running down 10 blocks, running down back, but that's coaching. You know, if you're going to bitch about it, yeah. then go, go do something else, man. Like if I was a professional wrestling trainer, I would train that way. You know, I tell you when you sucked. Um, I'm one of the few guys in this business that when I ask advice about my matches to people I respect – the first thing I say is, what did you hate? Because I don't care what I did right, because that's not going to make me a better wrestler. That's going to make me a better person. Exactly tell me what you saw that was horrible. No one asks that anymore. Everyone, everyone wants to know, how was my match? Did this flip look good? Did this look good? Yeah, it looked good, but do you know that this thing sucked? Do you know what this thing you did wrong? That's the questions you need to ask, and that's what these guys aren't doing, man. They're just... It, it, it's a whole nother world out there nowadays. Yeah. And, um, I mean, do you think it's also um, the responsibility of, like, a wrestling trainer to not take everybody's money who walks into the school? Um, to an extent, yeah. because you got to run a business, man. you got to let everyone try it. You know, some of right. the people are going to well, be horrible. It. But how long, you know, you know and if it, you know they can't yeah. cut it, do you continue to allow them to be, quote-unquote, wrestlers? If if they're, I'm trying to think of like a really bad wrestler that I know, but um, if they are safe, you know what I'm saying? They're not hurting mm-hmm. themselves, they're not hurting others, but they're horrible. Let's say like you're, you're watching them wrestle, like this is a terrible match, but they're being right. safe and they're having fun, let them do it. But if right. you shouldn't take anyone's money, if they're going to permanently hurt someone, you know what I mean? And that's the line you have to walk. You have to see like, all right, I let this guy train for about a year. He's never had a match, and I don't trust him lifting, doing a body slam. It's time for you to go somewhere else. It's time for you right. to do something or, else with your life. Or, but to the extent, too, of not being mentally tough enough, where now you have to, you know, watch how you talk to him or, or you know, dumb down your training a little just so you can continue to, you know, collect their money. You know, that's... Oh, yeah, dude. If, if, if I had a headache, like, uh, if I had a headache of a, of a student and it's just like... I have this pro wrestler and you can't, you cry because I told you that that sucks. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm very vocal about, you know, certain things, you know, my, my biggest thing, when I ever helped anyone train, like I've been to a couple of schools out here in Chicago and I've helped people train and I saw something horrible. I'm like, you are the worst person I've ever seen in my entire life. Is that true? Probably not, but I'll be very, very brutally honest. And sometimes just like mean just to see how they'll react. And if I had to deal with someone that was a crybaby, I'd be like, dude, just get out of my hair because this is supposed to be fun. And if it's not fun, mm-hmm. then and you're making it not fun, you got to go. I don't care how much you're paying. It's like, 
uh, no one's making a living on training professional wrestlers. Nobody. Um, and if you've got someone that's a constant headache and a liability, yeah, man, get out of here. Go away. Go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that's uh, more or less why I wanted to have you on, too, is, you know, to, to weigh in the other side of things because we're not hearing a lot of that. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, not being a wrestler, I still see things as, you know, well, I mean, maybe some of the toughness was necessary. And, again, you're not seeing these guys leave the WWE and now they're Ring of Honor world champion or they're booked all over Japan. I mean, you can kind of do the math and where they end up afterwards as well. But, uh, yeah, man, like – um. Uh, when I, what happened in 2013 when I did my Orlando tryout, uh, they called me out of the blue in August, and I did some dark match, um, like extra work, you know what I mean? And I cut a promo for Will and Regal, and he looked at me and he goes, uh, so I got to talk to you. And I said, all right, fine. He goes, I want to give you a tryout in December. I said, all right, fine, I'll, I'll go hang out. He goes, do you want to do it? And I said, yeah, I do it. He goes, no, really, do you want to do it? Because you're a rare person that has left here and has done something. You survived getting fired from WWE. Not many people do that, you know, like professionally, like personally, like he straight up, he's like, uh, you're a rarity because you are successful in your real life um, outside of WWE. He's like, if you want to try out, man, I'll give it to you. Uh, but just know that. And I was like, yeah, man, I was like, I really want to go one because I was curious and, I just wanted to go, you know, it's, it's some money. It's a free trip to Florida. Like, uh, granted, if uh, I was going to sign or not sign, um, it's a fun thing to do for me, at least, uh, other guys were there do or die. You know, I went there with Drake and Drake was do or die. You know what I'm saying? Like he had to, he had to make it, um, cause mm-hmm. of the situation where he was living and the babies and all that kind of stuff. And I was going basically just to do whatever I wanted, man. I went there. They said, cut a minute promo. I cut a three minute promo. They said, don't swear. I swore. You know what I mean? Like, and at the end of it, Bill said, man, you were here to do one thing. That was cut a promo and you killed it. And I was like, oh man, I went too long. He goes, so what? He goes, they asked you for one minute. You gave them three minutes. They won't forget. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, I was like super happy about that. But it's, um, it's my view and my point of view about Bill's training about the business, about WWE, you're not going to hear from a lot of guys. There's some guys that right. are going to be very boisterous about the business, and some guys are going to be real quiet, and they're not going to say one word, one peep. They're going to just go with conformity. Um, I I dare you to find another guy that will come on here and talk crap about, you know, Joey Ryan, who um, travels the world as a professional wrestler. Uh, I want to see you find someone that disagrees with that this topic. No one will because their fear – is that maybe they won't get booked or maybe this guy will blackball them. Joy Ryan, Kevin Matthews, and whoever don't agree with me, they go fuck off because blackball me from what, man? I'm having a great time. And right. wherever I want to go to wrestle, you can't stop me to. Other guys, maybe you can. I don't want to go to PWG. Joe Ryan can go fuck himself. You know what I mean? So, like, what are you going to do? How are you, how you going to hurt me? You can't. So when I don't agree with something, I'm going to be very boisterous about it. And, you know, there's only a few guys in this world that can do that and still, you know, be professional wrestlers and still wrestle at top places. Um, I'm fortunate to be one of them, you know. So when people, when people want to voice opinion about something like this, no one's really going to disagree with me or no one's going to agree with me 
that has something to lose. I have nothing to lose when it comes to professional wrestling. And I think that, you know, he's justified for training the way he is. Did he get screwed over by the internet? Absolutely. And then that's just a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. So, yeah, um, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try to get you back on soon, you know, talk about a bunch of other yeah, stuff. I'm going to, um, you know, thanks for coming on. And, uh, yeah, is there any plugs or anything you want to put out there? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, follow CZ wrestling on Twitter and tell uncle DJ Hyde to call me back. I was supposed to wrestle, <laughs> uh, I was supposed to wrestle at CZW this Saturday actually. And, um, DJ Hyde is, uh, slipping on his, we're trying to arrange travel. And uh, okay. that's our biggest thing. So just follow CZWrestling.com and just call DJ a big jerk. Um, if you could blow up his Twitters and his uh, Facebooks, that'd be just, you know, just wreak havoc on him. Hey, the internet got Build a Met fired. Uh, uh, Build a Met fired. I think the internet could bug DJ Hyde for about a week. So let's let's see if that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but other than that, man, you have a good night. Thanks for having me on. All right. Do you too, thing. man. Thanks for coming on. And, uh, well said. All right, bye. All right. So there you go. There's the ego Robert Anthony. Uh, you know, I wanted to have him on, speak his mind on the build them up thing, and he had a lot to say. So, uh, you know, rightfully so. I'm going to take this quick, quick break and uh, come back, and shortly calling him will be Ian Rotten coming back in, uh, on the show. So um, check out this track, and uh, I'll come back in a minute. All right. Master P. Master P. Master P. Master P. Yeah. From the land of the lost and called Rama Drama Drama. Either you're able or not. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh-huh. Rob, what up? West Virginia. DJ. Hey, yo. Sean Price for president, that's the vice. I play Sheila with the razor blade, slice and dice. I Mike Tyson, your bombs and Riddick Bowe, your hoe. And Felix Trinidad, your dad to get dough. Money making, honey shaking, fucking better tip a dough. Ruckus the square who fell in love with the stripper hoe. Pick a flow, kick a flow, any kind of flow. If you want a fucking feature, that's a pretty penny, yo. Listen, A-Rob on his job, he got bitches and guns. So when I come to West Virginia, it's fun. A dime with the Buddha, the lion, the Judah I smack the beat, make up, and act like I'm the producer Sean Price, I don't rap like I used to I'm much better, so it shouldn't be a question No whether I touch cheddar to God Bust for redness, put a hole in your hat Jesus Christ, so control of the rap Motherfucker So what's the deal, cousin? It don't matter at all Man, we'll try to settle this before we'll actually brawl So what's the deal, cousin? That's how we laugh at these frauds To all those fake motherfuckers who be yapping they jaws So what's the deal, cousin? It don't matter at all Man, we'll try to settle this before before we'll actually brawl So what's the deal, cousin? That's how we laugh at these frauds To all those fake motherfuckers Who be yapping they jaws Yeah, yeah the crossfire Now battle the boss I a far side from the land of the lost The call rhyme a chalk Climb a hard sniper All writer like raw rhyme A fraud So they thoughts and go for thoughts I'm a slaughter yeah. I'm in the fall Slices and dreams I'm so excited Wake up Feel disappointment It seems I'm suicidal Injected with hepatitis Suspected when stepping Cypher's my section We rep the nicest Outrageous like record prices Debate about weapon sizes Cut faces of race. So why escape from insane asylum scenes on the forsaken child And scraping with safe as wild With brace if it made the plow Blazing haze up in the base on white owls and puffing clouds Fuck haters, I hate us now Ain't nobody safe and sound Making payments on my brace of my sickles With half a thousand Smacking clowns, snatching crowns Cause rappers is backing down Ask around, this is the best without a doubt So what's the deal cousin? 
it don't matter at all. Man, we'll try to settle this before we'll actually brawl. So what the deal, cousin? That's how we laugh at these frauds. To all those fake motherfuckers who be yapping they jaws. So what the deal, cousin? It don't matter at all. Man, we'll try to settle this before we'll actually brawl. So what the deal, cousin? That's how we laugh at these frauds. To all those fake motherfuckers who be yapping they jaws. So what the deal, cousin? I heard the haters that plot. The ultimatum of this equation is greater than odds. I hope you stay on your job. Either you're able or not. Disabled or make payable if you paid on the spot. It's fatal when you're in danger. Ain't no place you can stop. Did anger take all this pain away? Basically drop shit major. When you don't wake up, you late on the clock. Send angels from every angle with halos on top. I'm not afraid to put God before me. I say this a lot. Truth is the only way to reveal if you're facing the cops. No chained up and locked. You trapped in now, you waiting for help. Cause ain't nobody gonna help you if you think for yourself. Relate what I tell through family and trials and tribulation. For a while I've been embracing more than now than when it changes. Born a child and infant ages. Going through these different stages. Now in days I get impatient. Found a way to disinflagrate. All right, I'm back. So, uh, yeah, like I said, in a few minutes, going to have Ian Rotten calling in. So, uh, you know, big show tonight. I figure I'll line up a few guests and, uh, you know, get it popping. Um, a couple things going on. Um, you know, first off, attending CZW this weekend. So that should, uh, that should be an adventure. Uh, get into the card in a little bit. Um, what, uh, the other thing I wanted to, you know, bring up, and uh, it'll tie into Ian calling in, is I am going to be attending my first ever King of the Death match. I've seen many of them. I don't think – maybe I haven't seen all of them, but probably pretty damn close to all of them on both VHS and DVD. Before there was DVDs, there was King of the Death match. Um, they've been around a long time, and they've been doing it big, you know, been uh, doing death match tournaments in the U.S. longer than anybody so, um, you know, I'm pretty excited to actually be able to go out there and attend my first one. The lineup is huge. They just keep adding names to it, too. And, um, you know, two-day tournament, as always. And I'm going to be taking a trip out with uh, my buddy Jeremy, who's uh, piloting the, uh, the ship on out to uh, King of the Death match. And the one and only legendary... Whackpacker Hogan making the, the uh, trek with us. So this trip is going to be a phenomenal journey. Um, a lot of fun. I, I really can't wait. Uh, that That's going to be uh, to, uh, uh, where is it? Uh, Kentucky, Indiana? I don't know. I'm horrible at this type of thing. Um, let me see. I just lost my page here. Uh, later on, I'm going to go over the House of Hardcore show. I, I definitely have some things to say about that. I um not not a big fan really. Um it, it is uh it's okay for the people who want that type of show. You know, there's nothing wrong with it for that. And I'll I'll go into detail about that a little bit later. Um IWA, I mean they're running a ton of shows. They're running um I think they're running a show tomorrow night, Lethal Lottery. So, um, you know, a lot of big things going on for IWA. And um, like I said, King of the Death match, uh, Nick Gage is booked for it. Um, you know, he's he's got <laughs> he's got more bookings than a lot of guys out, and he's still in prison. So uh, you figure that out. I mean, he's, he's going to be back on the scene. It's uh, really, really exciting to see him back out. And, um, yeah, they got him booked for King of the Death match already. Um uh, I think they, you know, they announced him for uh tournament of death like a year ago. So, um, you know, I mean, there's that. 
there's going to be, you know, obviously everyone trying to book them. JCW, uh, I guess Jersey Championship Wrestling or something along those lines. Um, they have him. They have him in a tag tournament with Lucky as his uh, tag partner, and um, you know they got him like the next month. They have him booked for that too. Um, let me see. Um, I'm trying to pull up the IWA page. I uh, should have had this page up already, but you know me with the uh, the preparation is is always just top notch for me. Um, but yeah, let me see. Uh, Lethal Lottery. This is uh, yep. This is going down tomorrow, and it's in Clarksville, Indiana. And uh, and in the Lethal Lottery is Jonathan Gresham, Mean Mitch Page, Ace Perry, John Wayne Murdoch, Reed Bentley, Zodiac, and more. We um, also have a, a world title match of uh, Congo Kong versus Shane Mercer. So, uh, you know, a lot of stuff going on there. Um, King of the Deathmatch lineup. But, um, I mean, it's it's more or less a who's who of uh, deathmatches. So, let me see. It's it's hard to pull pages up uh, while... Uh, while doing the show. This is why preparation is key, folks. Um, like I said, I'll be calling in any minute, so I really don't want to get too deep into anything, but um, tremendous uh, amount of moves gone on in the NFL over the past week. Um, I've had so many things to talk about that involve time, so I could just touch on this a little bit. Um, Patrick Willis retiring. Uh, that was a shock to everybody as uh, Niner fans and just overall as football fans. Uh, big shock. Um what I can say is, you know, I mean, it's his decision. He knows where he's at. If he feels like he's uh, not up to par, and uh, I think he has like a spiritual thing going on, uh, so he wanted to go that direction with his life. But a lot of what he said too is he just didn't have that wow factor. He didn't feel it in him, you know. To he could play football, but he couldn't play at the level he wanted to play. So he decided to hang him up after eight years. Um, he's been, you know, one of the best linebackers in the league. This guy, you know, eight years in the league, I think he's he's going to turn out in the Hall of Fame, you know, when his number comes up. Um, Pat Willis, I mean, he's he's such a leader, class act. Um, he's just one of those guys. He's one of those, you know, Ray Lewis caliber players, field general, uh, defensive leader. And, uh, you know, you don't get a lot of him. You don't get a lot of guys like him. Um, I do think we are the most fortunate we can possibly be having um second year player last year as a rookie chris borland came in and filled in pat's spot when pat was out and um you really can't ask more out of a guy who's filling in a role like patrick willis um he i mean he came into the game and led the team in tackles every week i mean that's again i I don't know what more you can ask for a guy like Pat Willis goes out of the game, your defense should tank, and they really didn't. Uh, we had a lot of problems on defense. Uh, the linebacker position wasn't one of those problems. Uh, Chris Borland's an absolute beast, and I think he's going to actually fill that spot really well. If uh, Navarro Bowman is able to play at the level that he did two years ago prior to the injury, uh, he's going to take over the leadership position, and um, I think our linebacker core is going to be just as dangerous, if not more, because you know, no disrespect to Pat. Pat's a beast, but if we're talking a second-year, fresh-out-of-the-gates player, 
You know, Pat played the last couple years of his career, absolute beast and all over the field and super, super dominant, but with a banged up toe that ended up taking him out of the game. So, uh, you know, there's a lot to look forward to. But I do think I have on the line Ian Rotten. What's up, J.K.? Hey, what's going on, Ian? How you been? I'm doing well, man. Uh, Pretty healthy. (laughs) Good, good. uh, Yeah. uh, Over here at uh, at Jammers for setting up for uh, tomorrow's show. Sorry for calling a little late. We uh, we found a spot on the ring that needs to be uh, spot welded. So uh, uh, we had a little bit of a discussion of whether we were going to do it tonight or uh, wait to after tomorrow's show for, for, for Prince, but we decided with Kong and Mercer in the, in the ring tomorrow, we're going to, we're, we're going to spot weld this thing tonight. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's very understandable. Um, so yeah, I, um, I want to have you on. There's a couple you know, big indie topics that are going on and, um, you know, somebody like yourself that's been around so long and, and I, I value your opinion on these type of things. Um, <clears throat> I just actually had uh, Robert Anthony on a minute ago, and he was defending um, Bill DeMott. And uh, that was one of the things that uh, has come up lately, and he was more or less forced to step down for harsh training and different things he said. And I know, you know, you're an old-school guy. What was your thoughts on that? <laughs> well, you know, when I broke into wrestling business, I got the ever-living shit kicked out of me for about two hours by about ten guys. Um, you know, my chest busted open, my ear ripped, um, my, 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 my nose busted open, uh, you know, <laughs> all those things. So I, I don't understand a lot of things that are, are going on in the wrestling business now. It's, it's, it's became, well, you know, with no other word to, to, to use for it, and it may not even be a word, but it's became so pussy that mm-hmm. it, it just, it just befuddles me, you know, um, you know, I, I can understand the, the homophobic slurs and, and, and things of that nature, not, you know, uh, getting over in a corporate world and a, and a corporately, you know, uh, traded company and, you know, publicly traded company and all that stuff. I can understand that, you know, um, you know, but the harsh training, um, um, be, you know, speaking down to the students and people training and things like that. I mean, that, that's, that's been going on in the wrestling business forever, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I, I think it's, you know, something that needs to go in the wrestling business. The, the, the road's not easy, you know, uh, you know, mentally and physically, you know, so however you train your body to handle it physically, you know, I almost look at it as it's Bill DeMont's job to, to, to make these guys uh, and girls, you know, hardened to the point that, you know, uh, they, they can handle the vigors of the road. You know, I heard a podcast with Axel where he was talking about, you know, how, how these guys just, uh, you know, they, they go down there and, uh, you know, all they have to do is train and tan. You know, when when I broke into business, it was, you know, wrestling 25 days a month, you know, uh, in Memphis or, 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 or 28 days a, a month in, in, in global. Uh, having to figure out how you're going to get from one town to the other on, on – on 40 bucks in Memphis and, and a hotel and, you know, uh, gas and, and eat and, you know, everything else. These guys have got it made, you know, they they absolutely got it made compared to, you know, 
just 25 years ago, you know, uh, and, and probably to people like me who came 25 years before that, we, we had it made, <laughs> you know, um, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, I don't know what the warning system was or, you know, anything like that, you know, whether they gave them a warning, you know, for the, the homophobic slurs and things like that, you know, uh, which, which I've been guilty of. And, and, and in, in that time period have, have learned, you know, uh, you know, to, uh, the homosexual community and things like that, you know, those words hurt, you know? Uh, so, you know, I, I, I try not to do that uh, nowadays, but you know uh, I'm not a publicly traded company either. So, right. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you can get pissed off at me and, and not want to work for me or whatever, you know, and go go on your way, you know. But uh, you know, um, it's it's became a sad situation of as far as I'm concerned, as far as um, quote unquote the toughness of the business, though. Um, now, as far as Bill is concerned, you know, I knew him as Crash Determinator, you know, uh, and, you know, a couple times dude was in ECW, he's a good guy, you know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, you know, what he's became since then, you know, uh, but I, I thought of the guy that, you know, he was, was a good dude, <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, uh, as far as the training stuff is, con- stuff is concerned, though, man, you know, I always tell people breaking into the wrestling business, training is the toughest thing that you will do. Um, mm-hmm. The actual re- wrestling a match and, and, and having a, a match night after night, uh, you know, prepare, prepares your, your body for the, the physicality, but, you know, being away from your family, uh, if you have a family, um, you know, uh, like I said, you know, sleeping in cars, uh, truck stops, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Nothing prepares you for that, but, but doing it, um, you know, uh, trying to figure out how, you know, uh, you're going to make 40, 50 bucks last, you know, uh, to the next day, and, you know, get two meals out of it, get a tank of gas out of it and, and somewhere to sleep. You know, um, but the, the other the other thing that that I, I get out of out of the, you know this situation with Bill is you know it it is a publicly traded company, you know uh, it, yeah. it, this this isn't independent wrestling it isn't you know I mean this is this is you know this this is billionaire row business you know it's 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 not you know. Uh, you know, damn! I hope we make payroll tonight. Business. You know, it's 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 a lot of money on the line. So I don't necessarily uh, agree with the situation, but like I said, I don't know if you know warnings went down. And, you know, hey, you need to change your ways. And you know, he continued to do what he was doing. You know, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, how, how many times did, did did how many chances did Michael Hayes get over the the racist stuff? You know, right. Um, you know, Jim Cornette slapped one person and was fired. You know, uh, you know, from what I understand, he's you know Bill's Triple H's boy. You know, so that might have bought him some time. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I don't know that. You know, I I I don't uh I don't work in that environment. You know, um, but 
from from a veteran standpoint, you know, I would say a lot of these guys ought to count their blessings that they're even down there, you know, and uh, and and do what needs to be done uh, to, to get out of uh, there if they don't like it, and and you know, get themselves moved up, you know. And if you can't do that, well, then you know, uh, you know, maybe you're in the wrong business. Right. Uh, one of the guys that for years has been uh, Barry and Bill DeMott uh, is uh, Kevin Matthews. And um, do you think that's a case of, you know, him just not making it where he, he thought he, you know, belonged or, you know, well, well, it's certainly, becoming yeah. more public now, but. Yeah. I mean, c- certainly, you know, uh, y- you have a lot of guys that, that didn't quote unquote make it, you know, that are now talking shit about the guy, you know, um, you know, I've ran professional wrestling shows for almost 19 years now. I, I'm going to have a disgruntled employee, you know, or two, or ten, or or twenty. You know, um, you can't you can't satisfy everybody. Um, my way of, of of doing things to a lot of people may not be the best way, you know, to do things. But it's my way of doing things, and you know, if you don't like it, you go on. You know, if you, if you don't like what's going on down there, you, you, you go in or you get your ass, you know, up to the the main roster where you don't have to put up with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like you said, I, I think the, the mental toughness is something that's not emphasized enough that you're going to have to deal with that going into wrestling. There's a lot of emphasis on the physical side, but I don't know that these guys know that, the mental side is, is going to be a needed trait you need for the, you know, the road and the schedule. Well, you know, and another thing is, is the sexual harassment of the, of the divas, you know, the divas are sent out there to sell sex. <laughs> that's what, that's what they do, you know, or right. otherwise they wouldn't be in the smallest little outfits that they possibly can get in. Their photo shoots wouldn't be, you know, half naked. Um, you know, I mean, I think it's great that, you know, girls like uh, uh, Nikki and Brie Bella have gotten better in the ring. But, mm-hmm. you know, let's face it, they they were brought there because they were fucking hot. You know, <laughs> they're, 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 you know, uh, if, if WWE actually cared about women's wrestling, Sarah Del Rey would be wrestling on TV every week. Right, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean, we'd get to see Sarah Del Rey versus Paige, you know, <laughs> on, on, on Raw or, or you know, uh, Nadia Nightheart, or you know, um, we we get to see so many you know really good matches. Uh, I, I I can't think of a lot of those girls' uh, uh, Nexus names, you know, or uh, NXT names, whatever the hell it's called down there. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, you know, that girl that worked for for TNA, uh, I think her name was Nikki Rocks, or or or, or uh, something something along those lines. Uh, that worked Mickey a couple times, you know, uh, you know, if they cared, cared about women's wrestling, you know, you know, that girl would be up there and, you know, a, a few others, but, you know, they're, they're selling sex first and, and then, then the wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I mean, look how they push their personal lives on, on, uh, on the diva show, you know, right. they're, they're not, they're, they're not selling wrestling there, you know, they're selling these girls lives. They're selling, you know, um, <laughs> I'll t- tell you a true life story. <laughs> uh, we went to Raw uh, a couple weeks ago in uh, in Nashville. I think it was a couple weeks mm-hmm. now. Um, and when it was in Nashville, um, uh, Seth had got us some tickets, and, and 
you know, so we're we're sitting in the uh, in the production area of of uh, of Raw. Um, my nine year old gets a blast out of it. He he he, he has a ball there. So, you know, uh, I I take him and he, and he has a good time, and uh, and we're sitting there, and these girls behind us uh, are are talking, and uh, she's like, you know, oh yeah, uh, uh, Bree's Bree's married to Brian. And uh, um, Nikki someday might marry John, and uh, uh, Stephanie's <laughs> married to Paul, and <laughs> like you know, it's it's yeah. uh, you know uh, you know the real name central and shit, <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, and, and it's and it's I know it's all over uh, um, the diva stuff because she was like. Oh my God! You should have seen uh, Brian and Bree's wedding. It was so beautiful. It was like she was there, you know. Right. And uh, uh, I, I turned I turned around and I said, because uh, I'm listening to her more. I said, I think she's a cheerleader for the Predators. And uh, and uh, Reed Bentley's like, Yeah, she's hot, but she's she's not NFL hot. She must be NHL hot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's just. That 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 show has opened up, you know, everybody's lives. You know, I mean, uh, uh, when uh, uh, the Usos came out, she was like, "Oh yeah, he's married to him." You know, John's married to her. You know, I mean, I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm so sick of this already," and I got to I got to last three hours. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's a, uh, you know, uh, what what our business is involved into. You know, I always I always tell people. Um, and I don't mean to ramble here, but I always tell people the reason why bad indie wrestling is so bad for the business is because if somebody goes to a bad indie show, they associate all of us together. It doesn't matter what your letters are and all that stuff because our letters aren't WWE. So they go to, they go to a bad indie show and they, you know, go to, you know, uh, UWA and they, then they see a flyer for IWA. I don't want to go to that. You know, that's not WWE. I don't want to go to that. I went to that other show, and, you know, it was the shits. You know, so this can't be any better. You know, so, I mean, that's that's why a lot a lot of companies are forced to to bring in names to get people to give it a chance. So, you know, I can get people to see Shane Mercer and Congo Kong and, you know, you know Reed Bentley, John Wayne Murdoch, and guys like that. And then they're like, oh, this is a different product. You know, but I mean, it 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 still costs you, you know, a thousand dollar name or whatever, you know, to to get those people in the door. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely true. A lot of those, um, you know, those name guys get just thrown on the top of the card, and the rest of the card is, you know, what the actual product is. Right. <laughs> um. No, another thing I wanted to ask you about another big controversy was um. Have you seen the uh, the Kimberly Chris Dickinson? Yeah, I, I have. <laughs> um, what was your thoughts on it? Well, I mean, it, it it goes right down to sex too. I I think if she wasn't a uh, you know decent looking blonde, uh, you know, if that was Mickey Knuckles, people wouldn't give a shit. You know, if, right. if that was you know, um, you know, uh, Randy West, people wouldn't care. You know. I mean, if you actually look at the bump, her hair is what hits the turnbuckle, you know, and it's a plastic right. chair. Uh, if you really look, if you really look at it, 
you can tell that he tells her to cover up right before he hits her with the chair shot. You know, right. uh, so, so she protects her face, but you can see it's him that tells her to do it. You know, um, you know, and, and, and she knew a hundred percent of what was going on and, and, and that, you know, that's, that's, that's the thing that kills me about, about, uh, about people, you know, <clears throat> Um, people call it the Mike Levy incident. You know, dude, dude had shit called to him. He, he he was told what was was coming. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, she knew what was coming. She knew what she was into. You know, sure. You you, you don't you don't think uh, you know that girl that's been in the business less than five years is happy as shit that her name's all over the place. You know, sure. <laughs> uh, she she's tickled to death. You know, uh, uh, and as as far as uh, you know, uh, you know, pe- people saying you know this guy don't know how to work, all this other stuff. Well, you know, apparently did he he does know how to work because he, he's got a whole a lot of people upset and a whole lot of people talking about his name and saying his name and stuff. And you know, uh, that that's the nature of our business. You know, um, and. You know, I, I don't know that guy. I've never been in the ring with him, uh, never booked him, anything else. You know, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I've seen a whole lot more unsafer uh, bumps in, in Ring of Honor than, than, than that bump. You know, right. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's, uh, you know, yeah, it's a girl, but she's a trained pro wrestler, you know. Sure. Uh, you 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 want equality? You want you know all this other stuff? You know, boys or boys or girls, it doesn't matter. You know, a bump's a bump. You know, uh, you know. No, nobody talked about you know uh, jumping bomb angels doing crazy shit and Aja Kong and you know Awesome Kong and you know so on and so on. You know, right. they 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 uh, you know they want equality. They want they want girls wrestling to pick up. You know, uh, and 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 be something. You know, I mean, uh, you know, th- those those intergender matches. Um, you know, it isn't like uh, you're 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 sending a girl to the ring and all of a sudden a guy shows up. You know, right. and, and and she and she's like, oh shit, I gotta wrestle a man. You know, she, right. <laughs> she, yeah. she knows what she's getting into. What she thinks of that, you know, she, she doesn't have to, um, you know, do that. It, it, you know, it's it's like a you know, I saw Lefisto really downed, you know, it, and, and that was really confusing to me because, you know, she's a girl that broke her hand on Necro's face, you know. Right. Uh, she, you know, uh, she went out there and, and, and did really crazy things, and, and now she regrets it because she didn't make it. But her name wouldn't be anything whatsoever. She wouldn't be able to charge the price that she charges nowadays if she hadn't done those things. So, in, right. in a sense, that that was making it. You know, I mean, uh, you know, she just didn't make it to the Fed because she's five four with a wide ass. You know, uh, and, and, right. and that's not what they're looking for. And and that's not a downplay on Mephisto. I I I I love her work. I I, I love who she is. She you know, uh, sweetheart of a person. Uh, everything else, I just you know, I, I don't know if I, I if you know, I, I like looking at it as as a regret because you didn't make it because you did make it. You you have. You have fans who, you know, um, buy you your Amazon wish list. You know, you have right. fans that, you know, drive, you know, hours upon hours to see you when you're in the States. You made it, 
You know, you just didn't make it on WWE. Right. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple things that stuck out to me that I, I thought was pretty crazy. I mean, Kimberly has really taken the road of trying to show how tough she is by, you know, wrestling guys and taking a lot of high risk. The week before the, that that bump happened, she um, she took a spot where she was hung up on the guardrail and um, her boyfriend double stomped her off the top rope to the guardrail on the outside, bounced her head off the floor, left an egg on her head, and busted her nose open. So that actually put more damage physically on her, and you heard nothing about it because there just wasn't as much Internet presence. But that was a week prior to that. So I, I right, and, that and, that, and that's her boyfriend. That's domestic violence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, a lot yeah, of man. I mean, it's, it. I, I, I completely, one hundred percent agree with you on that. Yeah, like you said, I mean, people are acting like she had no idea. Like you know, she she went to the you know head to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and he showed up in the living room, and this is what happened. I mean, this, is, <laughs> this is all pretty scheduled. Right, and I mean, uh, you know, the, the the rep on this guy is he works pretty tight anyway. You know, right. So you know. Uh, you know, pe- people, uh, you know, uh, give, giving, you know, giving them shit, you know, for, for working tight with a girl, you know, well, that, that's a crock, that's a crock, you know, uh, um, right. you know, uh, if, if anything, um, that's, that's kind of what she needs, you know, that, 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 that's the kind of, that's the kind of shit that, you know, is, is going to get her over. You know, I mean, it, it worked for Lefisto. It worked for Mickey Knuckles. It, it it worked for Awesome Kong. And you know, Amazing Kong, whatever the hell her damn name is nowadays, Karma. Mm-hmm. You know, right. uh, you know, it, it it's worked for a lot of those girls. You know, it's it's worked for Randy West. You know, uh, you know, when she comes she comes out and 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 IWA. You know, even though she's a heel, most of the crowd applauds her because they respect her. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, uh, uh, you know. Devin, Devin Moore pushed uh, uh, that girl to me right out of right out of right out of school, you know. So, you know, obviously she had a lot of toughness in her, you know, mm-hmm. right from the very beginning, you know. Because Devin was like, "Oh, cause you're gonna love this chick," you know. <laughs> so, I mean, right. it, I, obviously, right from out of school, uh, she she was she was she was doing something right that she got the boys' attention. She got you know. Uh, DJ Devin, you know all all those guys' attention, knowing that uh, you know she was a tough chick. Now she's just trying to prove it to an audience. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And, and Chris Dickinson, uh, I mean, he is billed as a beast. I mean, he goes out there. I saw him uh, burning hammer monster match. I mean, this guy is is throwing big dudes around. Uh, in a little over a week, he's wrestling Loki. I mean, this guy is not meant to. You know, go into a ring with a girl and not there. There should be devastation, and they had her build up as more or less like an undefeated girl who's wrestling guys and and beating all of them, and it right. led to Chris Dickinson. That's what they booked. Absolutely. I mean, I I, I don't I don't hold uh, you know beyond wrestling uh, uh, Chris or, or or Kimberly at fault. I I hold an oversensitized world at fault for, for even making a big deal out of this. You know? 
Um, do you think that, um, you know, like with this, those statement and everything else, um, cause I mean that it doesn't really speak towards the female side of things that, that more or less speaks on a grander scale just as far as death matches and, and high spots and those type of things, more or less saying it's not worth it. You know, I, I mean, I guess if, if it, at the end of it, if, your bank account and your your you know possessions are are what determines what whether you've done something in in the wrestling business or if it's worth it in the wrestling business then you know maybe maybe it isn't worth it to her you know um but you know uh if what you accomplish what what you've left people with uh the memories you've left people with um is 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 what determines whether you're uh uh accomplishing anything, you know, then, then, uh, I, I think she has to look at a different view, you know, um, I mean, uh, uh, everybody's goal when they, when they get in this business, at least a, a large amount of it, uh, is, is to get to WrestleMania, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, so is everybody a failure if they don't work mania, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, uh, when uh, Matt Seidel was being, uh, you know, looked at by both TNA and, and, and WWE, you know, he asked me my opinion on it, and I told him, I said, you know, Matt, every, everybody gets in this business to go to WrestleMania. TNA don't have WrestleMania. You know, right. that, 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 should be a, that should be an open and shut case. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, so if you want to look at it from that standpoint that, you know, you didn't make it or it's, it's, it's not worth it or, you know, any of that stuff, well, you know, then, then a whole lot of people can say, you know, it, it, it wasn't worth it. You know, uh, you know, I, I don't even know if, uh, if Terry Funk's worked WrestleMania, you know, <laughs> uh, right. but, you know, um, but, you know, I'm pretty sure he made it, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't really look at it as, as, uh, you know, a measure of your bank account or, you know, um, your worldly possessions that you have. I look at it as, you know, what you have accomplished, what, what, uh, you know, you, you've done for the business and Lefisto is one of those girls that in my eyes, help make it possible where a place like Shimmer could even exist, you know, for, for the equality of women in, in wrestling, especially in the Indies. I think uh, Lefisto is one of, one of the, the, the forerunners uh, of that being able to be done. So, I mean, I just think she has to, a different way as far as, you know, what she's accomplished because uh, she has a whole lot of people's respect that, uh, you know, I, I I don't think she thinks she has, um, right. and 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 I, and I think for a you know, like I said, a five foot four, you know, uh, if she's even that tall, um, I, I might be giving her a couple inches, um, you know, uh, big butt, little <laughs> short girl from Canada, you know, I I think she's done you know, uh, some pretty righteous things for 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 the wrestling business and especially you know female wrestling. In, in the wrestling business. All right. Um, do you think this is going to hurt 
um, intergender matches on the indies where now all eyes are on this subject? Or do you think, you know, people are just going to keep doing what they want to do? Or not, not if you really give a shit about what you're doing. You know, I, I hope, I hope, I hope beyond continues to do what they do and, uh, you know, uh, continues to support to their fan base, you know, uh, tomorrow night, you know, here at jammers, we have the lethal lottery and we got females booked on the card, you know, and and Mm -hmm. if it comes out, you know, it it could come out, you know, Randy West versus, you know, John Wayne Murdoch (laughs) or, you know, uh, you know, several other people, you know, um, it uh, you know, it's it's not going to stop what we do, you know. And I, I know right. that, you know, uh, those uh, you know, th- those type of matches are uh, for people that respect, you know, the purity of the art of wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, look at it, man, from the standpoint of. Uh, like me and Mickey's King of the Death match, uh, match. Um, mm. You know, uh, from from the from the time like that match happened, uh, and considering the fact that I took her bookings, um, you know, uh, pe- pe- people went crazy, you know, as, as far as booking her and the amount of money that they would pay her, and you know. Uh, everything else um and i think that's going to do the same thing in the long run uh for kimberly i i, I really do uh she she's just got to be a smart businesswoman about it and 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 put herself out there as uh you know one of the toughest women on, on the planet you know and and use that as its role to her you know that you know these other feds that she works for beyond beyond <laughs> uh, can 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 use, you know. I mean that's 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 you know that's how we push Mickey, the walking episode of Cops, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, right up until her entry, you know, it, it was doing real well for her, you know, right up until the you know, uh, you know, her getting hurt and and not being able to sign with TNA. Right. Um, do you think it was wrong that uh, Kimberly put out that statement that was, you know, more or less uh, exposing the business? Uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think I think uh, I think she should have said, you know, I, I'm 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 a professional wrestler, and I know what I'm getting into every time I step in the ring, whether it's with a, a, a male or a female, and and that's that's the end of it, you know. Right. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it to me it seemed almost like an apology, you know, the right. the, the, the the what went on, um, and 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 I don't think she should have apologized for it, you know, I think she should have, you know, said, you know, this is who I am, this is this is what I do. If you don't like it, don't book me. If you do like it, book me, you know, and 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 this is how you can book me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, you do have the lethal lottery tomorrow night. Uh, you know, what do you got lined up on the card? Uh, we got uh, Jonathan Grisham on the card, uh, uh, John Wayne Murdoch, 
a uh, bunch of guys named John. No, um, <laughs> uh, Reed Bentley, uh, our, our, our uh, American Viking, uh, a whole, whole slew of people, Randy West, Thunder Kitty. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see who uh, gets pulled out of, out of these hats uh, and, and, and who can go on the fly. And, uh, and then, then we got, uh, besides the Lethal Lottery Battle Royal, to see who gets a shot at the winner of Kong and Mercer, we got uh, Congo Kong versus Shane Mercer, which is always an uh, excellent, uh, entertaining professional wrestling grappling match, <laughs> uh, <laughs> at least. And, and then Sunday we have uh, the Prince of the Death matches with uh, getting an automatic buy into uh, – auto- automatic, not buy, but an automatic – uh, bid into the King of the Death matches, which happens June 26th and 27th, um, right. which, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're bringing back some, some, some old school favorites into the death match world and sexy Eddie and green phantom. And, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Nick, Nick Gage, good Lord willing, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it gets, gets out of, gets out of prison and, uh, he, he will be here. Uh, you know, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to, it's going to be, uh, an incredible two days. I'm really psyched about taking the King of the Death matches back to two days. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Um, yeah. that's what makes it the King of the Death matches. Um, is just, you know, the, the happening of, of it. Um, you know, um, uh, you know, tickets are selling real, real well. Uh, you know, we're, we're expecting, you know, uh, to, you know, to sell, sell the place out. Uh, at 450 people is, is what, uh, what, what we're setting up for. Um, you know, we got, we got a lot of good stuff going on, man. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, Jay, man, get, get hero versus Kong, uh, and, 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 uh, and heartbreak, uh, from, from, from our February 12th show. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely great match. Um, and, uh, a really good show, put, uh, put on, um, but our, our roster is, is really starting to get out there between uh, guys like the Viking War Party and uh, the Hooligans and and uh, John Wayne Murdoch and, and Reed Bentley and uh, you know uh, guys like that. You know they're really starting to hold their own here on on um, you know every Thursday night uh, when it, when we mm-hmm. don't get a foot of snow. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, we're here, we're at a point here, you know, out of the way, we're going to, we know we're going to draw, you know, 125 to 175 people every Thursday night, which, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't think is bad, uh, doing it on a weekly basis. Um, we just had, uh, we just had, uh, Davey Richardson, uh, against Shane Mercer and a good, good match between those guys. Um, you know, got a lot, got a lot of fun you know, happenings going on. Um, and, uh, you know, um, like, like I, 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 I read from some fan that said that, uh, you know, uh, wrestling in jammers is real. Uh, and, and we, we have a, a lot of fans emotionally involved in everything we're doing. Um, you know, when it, when it comes to the booking side of the business, I feel that that's when I'm at the, at my very best, is when when mm-hmm. you know we're when we're running weekly, um, I I feel that you know I'm 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 on my game then, you know I mean yeah we can always book a big super show and all that stuff but when when I'm running week um, you know I, th- I think we can uh, invest people in in the professional wrestling, 
uh, not sports entertainment, in the professional wrestling, what a professional wrestling is supposed to be. Um, you know, and, you know, the, the fact that we're doing what we're doing on a Thursday night, <laughs> uh, you know, I think speaks volumes. Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm extremely excited. I'm actually making, you know, my first King of the Death match live, and, uh, you know, I've seen so, so many of them, and uh, I'm really happy to be making the trip out with, with these guys, and uh, I'm going to have a ball. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, um, there's, there's a bar right next door to the place. They're working on getting a you know beer license and, and, and stuff in place for people that, you know, are uh, are down with that for people that want to build their weapons? There's a peddler's mall right next to the building, <laughs> so you, you can get all kinds of shit cheap, you know, and uh, you know build your shit out in the park a lot. You know, I mean, uh, that that was one of my favorite sites of, of the 2003 uh, King of the Death, where uh, uh, Mike from VA brought in the, the quote unquote CZW uh, bus and was just watching all these people, you know, in the parking lot building shit <laughs> you know? yeah. and me thinking me thinking how the hell are we going to throw away all this stuff at the end <laughs> right you know? so i mean uh king king of death i think it was 06 it was in plainfield you know we, we filled a uh um a 30 yard dumpster up <laughs> you know wow. uh with shit afterwards it, yeah it was ridiculous you know um you know, and, and and the great part about King of the Death is is you know uh, that it it draws people in uh, that you know I pretty much only get to see once a year, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know uh, you know uh, uh, Kevin Hogan's making his return to King of the Death. He he hasn't been here in in, in years. Uh, you know, uh, crazy fun fan uh, to have around. Long yeah, because he gets to the bathroom. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, uh, absolutely good stuff. You know, uh, Joe McKee coming in for, from uh, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. You know, long time uh, uh, Mid American wrestling fan. Uh, started coming to IWA shows and stuff. Uh, she, she's she's coming down there first thing that for the first time. You know, uh, quite a few years. And the fact that mm-hmm. you know, it, it, this is our fifteenth edition of the King of the Death matches uh, is, is is a pretty cool thing. Uh, you know, so. Uh, we're, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna have fun and uh, uh, take take two days, you know, and and uh, and and do some crazy uh, extreme stuff. <laughs> sure. Um, is this uh, King of the Death inside or outside? It's inside. It's oh, inside okay. an air conditioned building. Nice. Yeah. La- last year was brutal on the on the senses as far as how hot it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, might might have been fun time that it was at a strip club and all that other stuff, but you know, uh, you know, it, by the time King went on it at six o'clock at night after the Queen, uh, you know, it it was it was ninety five degrees plus with you know ninety five percent humidity. <laughs> so yeah, it, that's, it was pretty brutal. brutal. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah. uh, you know, it's a, in an air-conditioned building, and you know, uh, nice, nice part of Clarksville. Uh, lots of hotels around around the area to pick from. Lots of price ranges. At, you know, anywhere from you know Motel Six to Country Inn and Suites. You know, to you know, uh, there's you know, if you want to eat, there's McDonald's right down the street to Texas Roadhouse. You know, basically right next door. Steak and Shake, Applebee's. I mean, it, I mean, it, it's it's so awesomely uh centered in, in in things as far as for 
people who are coming in from out of town not to have to stray too far away and, and right. you know, be be able to, to do things. So, uh, you know, Green Tree Mall is, is, is right next store to the building. Um, you know, actually, we expect people having to park in their parking lot uh, with, with, you know, the crowd we're expecting to draw. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to a, a you know, a absolute, you know, hellified crazy show. Uh, you know, um, the, the the building is 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 real uh, receptive to uh, you know uh, what we do on a weekly basis, and, and I sat down and explained to them, you know, what we're going to do here and what we're going to do at Prince, and uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, it it it, uh, it it's it, it's it's amazing when you when you when you have the support of a building. And, and running something like this uh, rather than having to, uh, you know, oh, Jesus Christ, is this building going to back out on me? Is this place going to back out on me if they get this call or they get this call? You know, or, you know, running, running, running the king of death, I'm not running in grandmother's field, you know. Uh, so, I, you know, there, there is not a, a possibility. And that's not, that's not a diss on DJ. I'm just saying, you know, it, his, his family ain't going to back out on him, you know. Right. Um, you know. Uh, as long as he does, you know, the state guidelines and stuff, he, he, he's, he's, you know, he's good. <laughs> but, right, uh, you know, that's always, you know, a worry when it comes to King of the Death. Like, I mean, I, I sit down for an hour or two with the, with the, the building person and be like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And that was the good thing about the strip club when I was like, you know, okay, we're going to do this. And there's going to be people diving off of it. Oh, awesome. That's great shit. You know, <laughs> fine. Yeah. You know, cool. You know, uh, but you know the the heat and and the worrying about the rain and everything else just was man it was such stress level on on me last year uh, so I'm, I'm I'm happy to be going indoors this year again for King of the Death and you know um, to a lot of fans that are worried about you know so as it's indoors you know what's going to go on I mean it's it's it, it's still anything goes you know we're we're prepared for everything you know and. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to uh, uh, how hard a lot of these guys are going to work for me uh, when it comes to, the, the, to this big of a crowd. You know, uh, when you when you have uh, you know guys that that I tr I truly believe that, that uh, sometimes they they would die for this company uh, in in front of 150 people, let alone 450 people. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I, I, I'm 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 looking for the complete. Uh, insanity of that, you know, and then, uh, you know, uh, Sunday, we, we, we've, we've got a, uh, you know, uh, you know, really good, uh, advance already for, 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 uh, Prince of the Death, you know, so I, I think, that, you know, uh, I, I think these people in this area def definitely will support everything. So, uh, we'll see. <laughs> Excellent. I know, I know, yeah. I, I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people like yourself are traveling. Uh, you know, from, yeah. from not only the United States, but, you know, all over the world, which I still think is a really cool thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to be getting that ticket off you tomorrow, by the way. But, um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, like I said, I'll have you back on before then because, you know, there'll be um, a lot more added to it and everything. We have some time. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, oh, thanks yeah. for coming on. Is there anything else you want to put out there? I don't know, man. Just uh, you know, support indie wrestling. You know, support good indie wrestling. You know, 
uh, you know, a lot of times we all don't get along, you know, but there, there's, there's, there's a, a lot of groups out there that are working really, really hard to, to put on a good product from, you know, uh, uh, you know, beyond, uh, uh, AIW, uh, you know, Dreamwave. There's a lot, lot, lot of people, you know, out there working hard to, to put on good products, you know, um, and, and, uh, you know, uh, and I'm being honest with you, I, I haven't, I haven't watched the CZW show and I, I can't tell you how long I've watched the match here and there, you know, uh, right. you know, people that, that, uh, you know, I know like Devin and stuff, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, I know one, one thing, whether, whether I, I agree with what he does or, or, or not, you know, uh, DJ puts his heart and soul in, into what he's doing, um, you know, every time, every a, any promoter that puts up their own money and goes out and runs a wrestling show is 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 taking a hell of a risk, and mm-hmm. uh, you gotta love you gotta love this business in, in order to do that. And uh, you know, there, there's a lot of guys out there that are that are putting on good products. You know, um, you know, uh, I mean, shit. Like I said, uh, you know, Dave Prezak and, and Shimmer. You know, um, you know, uh, you know. From what I understand, Jakar is doing great gates. You know, uh, if the people are entertained and are having a good time, you know, su- support it. You know, go out there and and and, and take care of, of indie wrestling because, you know, that's that's where the people are paying their dues. They ain't paying their dues down in Florida. I can tell you, <laughs> I can tell you that. You know, yeah. when, when you're when you when you're driving, you know, halfway across the country, and uh, you know, speaking of, of of you know driving across the country and stuff, you know. Uh, one thing I'd, I'd, I'd really like to say, um, and it's kind of a controversial thing, and I don't even know if you know about it or not, but uh, Becky Bayless has been accused of stealing someone's dog. And uh, have you heard about this? No, not at all. Okay. Uh, Becky Bayless has been accused of stealing someone's dog and um, driving driving from California to New York with this dog. So this, this guy's trying to get his dog back via Facebook. Um, remember in life, especially in wrestling, there's two sides to every story. And sometimes there's a third. <laughs> yeah. So uh, remember if you hear, hear something about, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm definitely one of them, but if you hear something about this promoter or you hear something about this promoter, remember what, what your dealings with that person is more important than hearsay. So, um, but um, for for all the, for all the people that, including some people that I, that I like uh, very much, uh, remember that there is two sides to every story. Um, but uh, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I look forward to to seeing you at King of the Death matches. Uh, we're gonna have a hell of a time. Uh, so. Uh, um, when when uh when when a lot of when a lot of people had uh taken pot shots at Ian Rotten and enjoyed being on the banner uh the bandwagon of, of shitting on Ian Rotten, you've always given me a fair shot and I've always appreciated that. Absolutely, man. Well man, you have a good night and uh I I'll see your money tomorrow and I'll see you June twenty sixth. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Thanks for coming on. All have right. Have a good night. Take care. Take care, Jay. Bye bye. All right. 
So there you go. There's uh, Ian Rotten, you know, back-to-back guests. Good shit, man. And um, I'm going to take another break. Another Sean Price. I'm feeling real Sean Price-like tonight. So um, throwing down another Sean Price track for you. And uh, I'll be right back. And I got a lot of shit to say, man. It's going to be a long show. I'm the rap version of Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva. I'm the rap version of Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva. Sean Price, Kimbo the nickname. Rhyme nice, my Timbo's kick lanes. Switch lanes, up in the coop. I spit games, dude, my shit is the truth. You living a lie. You liabetic with liabetes. You get beat on, now you bingy. I knock niggas out for fun. I knock niggas out with guns. I knock niggas out with hands. I knock niggas out with feet. P is a perfect weapon when I'm up in the street. I rule blood of your shirt or double the perf. Maintain well trained, nigga, buddy, McGurn. Second place niggas, I hand you this silver. I'm the rap version of Anderson Silva. So you motherfuckers got no wins. I'm boot camp, but I got no tins. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I'm the rap version of Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva. I'm the rap version of Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva. H.A. Leo Chocolate Don's the nickname. My flow real puts you in your rib cage. Should've never changed, nigga. Let the semi bang. No talk. We ain't for the petty game. The fuck for put the burner in your mouthpiece. I want a ball. I do better without peace. You cowards strutting on the outskirts. I bring it anywhere. You scared to come to our turf. Your whole life fraudulent. We were still robbing niggas while recording hits. They were scared for us to be up in the offices. No logic, we be on some old retarded shit. So all you niggas with your rhyme, acting like you out your mind. We just hit you with that nine, everything can be fine. Sean Pierre hit the first, have a clap, I'm going down. Shit is looking like a circus, I ain't playing with you clown. version of Anderson Silva, Anderson Silva, Anderson Silva. I'm the rap version of Anderson Silva, Anderson Silva, Anderson Silva. All right, I'm back. Now, listen, um, where do I go first? God damn it. Um, Philadelphia, um, Philly, I mean, I, I've been meaning to say this for a couple of weeks. Now, there's a whole thing surrounding the um, the Eagles and uh, Chip Kelly, and a lot of people are saying that, you know, it could be racism, could be this, could be that. They're getting rid of a lot of black dudes. Bradley Cooper, the one guy who who is uh, running around at country concerts talking about killing niggas, and that guy's still on the team. And they, they get rid of Jeremy Macklin. They get rid of um, – uh, I mean, Deshaun Jackson the, the year before, uh, Shady, they get rid of Shady McCoy. You know, I mean, uh, you talk about two years ago, Shady McCoy would have been, you know, within the top three picks, like fantasy draft, top three picks. You easily put him as one of the top three running backs in the league right there with Adrian Peterson, 
You know what I mean? I mean, you put them right up there. Some people were putting them higher. Some people, you know, you would have some people who go, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'll pick McCoy first if I get him. You know, that's the type of back that he is. I know, you know, last year wasn't his best year, but they decided, you know, bounce him out. Now, I don't know if there is actual racism, but these are the things that are being said. And the one known racist guy, the white dude, wide receiver, is still on the fucking team. So, I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of truth that holds, but it's what's being said. But here's what I'm fucking saying. Now, I watch um, Fox Philly uh, Good Day in the morning or Good Morning, whatever the fuck Philly um, Fox shit in the morning, right? And we're talking about a month ago, at least a month ago, maybe two months ago. They came up with this thing that um, let me see, two, four, six, eight. 10, 12, 14, 16, so 30, 32. They decided to make brackets and let the fans vote who the ultimate Philly athlete is. And they put 32 guys all time in, in Philly. And they start reading these names off and they get not even a quarter way through, and I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. Because you can say what the fuck you want. You got 32 motherfuckers, and you got Dr. J, and in my opinion, more importantly, Wilt Chamberlain on the fucking list, and you're going to tell me we're going we're gonna, to, you know, okay, uh, Robin Roberts from the Phillies. First round is up against Wilt Chamberlain. Come on, what the what are you wasting my time for? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are you wasting my time for? Putting Robin Roberts up against Wilt Chamberlain. You know what I mean? And then like, you know, uh, the, the Charles Barkley beat Eric Lindros, so he moved to the second round. Okay, Wilt Chamberlain versus Charles Barkley. What the fuck are we doing here? What, what are you wasting my fucking time? I said to myself. No chance in hell that Will Chamberlain ain't running away with this thing. If you were talking about the three best basketball players of all time, or if you're talking about best center of all time, Will Chamberlain's name doesn't show up, and I'm a huge Shaq fan, but if Will Chamberlain's name doesn't show up in the conversation of best center of all time, then, then you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You know, when you talk about best basketball player, period, you're going to hear the names like Wilt Chamberlain. You're going to hear the names like Dr. J. You know, they, Jordan is most likely going to get the top spot out of most people's votes, but you're going to hear those fucking names being mentioned. So why the fuck are we talking about fucking Reggie White and shit? Is Reggie White one of the best football players to ever play the game? I mean, I'm saying like top three best football player to ever play the game. What, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Shit is wasting my motherfucking time. And every fucking week, they come back with, well, we're narrowing it down a little bit more. Okay, uh, do we got fucking uh, Brian Dawkins or fucking, <laughs> come on, man. We're talking about fucking Wilt Chamberlain. You know? Oh, we got uh, Chase Utley. And you got fucking Will Chamberlain in this bitch, right? So anyway, the whole shit is a waste of time in my opinion, right? And then one morning I wake up, and 
they tell me that um, came down to four. I don't know who won this shit. I don't know if this is updated. I'm just looking at the, the finals. It, there's two people left. And neither one of the motherfuckers is Will Chamberlain or Dr. J. So you tell me what the fuck is up. Because Mike Schmidt beats Wilt Chamberlain. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Mike Schmidt's name doesn't come up when you talk about the best baseball player of all fucking time. I don't give a fuck if you, you think he's the best Philly. I don't give a fuck. I'm talking about overall best baseball player of all time. Nobody says Mike Schmidt. Nobody in the fucking world says Mike Schmidt. It, maybe Mike Schmidt's fucking uncle says Mike Schmidt. He's, that's about the only motherfucker that says best baseball player of all time. The motherfucker's bills who he's paying, that's who says Mike Schmidt. Nobody fucking else. So you tell me why he beat Wilt Chamberlain. Okay? Now, listen, I'm not a hockey fan, so I don't know who the fuck Bobby Clark is, but Bobby Clark beat fucking Julius Irving. I know who the fuck Wayne Gretzky is. I never heard of Bobby Clark. I ain't going to doubt that the dude's an amazing hockey player. I don't give a fuck about hockey. Dr. J, Bobby Clark. Which one's a household name? How the fuck does this dude get voted into the finals? So the finals is White Mike Schmidt. Tell me what the fucking Philly, uh, the Philly uh, listeners, watchers, uh, viewers, fans, you tell me what the fucking standpoint of these guys are. Because you have two of the best basketball players of all time, hands down, you don't have to mention where they're from. You don't have to mention position, just best of all time. A top ten. Guarantee you those two dudes land in anybody's fucking top ten. Does fucking Mike Schmidt? I don't fucking think so, man. And I'm no hockey uh, aficionado, so I'm not going to speak on that. But it's some old bullshit. So they need to start looking at them fucking selves before they start looking at a coach and talk about how racist he is and shit. Because I think that's fucking ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So, I just I just had to put that out there because I think it's fucking retarded. Fucking Bobby Clark and, and Mike Schmidt and Dr. J and Will is fucking crossed off the fucking list. Who, who votes on this bullshit? Anyway, so I watched House of Hardcore. This is not for me, guys. This this is not for me. Now, I understand that there's a good, um, there's an enormous crowd that this is, who, who is this, this is for. Um, I don't, I don't, um, hey, man, I, I'm not hating on you guys for liking what you like. It's fine. But this is not what I, this is not what I pay for. I don't, I would never attend some shit like this. I would I would never do it. To me it's first off, it's it's a continual beating of the dead horse that is fucking ECW. Enough already. Enough enough with the fucking ECW. I I, I really wish that uh, this ECW shit needs to die or they need to really charter like an ECW plane and just fly that bitch into the side of a mountain because um like the biggest ECW fans ever, biggest ECW reunion show, fucking hop on the plane and just just fly that shit into something solid. You know, like, you know, make sure only those people are taken out. I don't want to, you know, hurt anybody innocent. I'm, uh, you know, and I'm not gonna 
pilot the plane. I'm not one of those crazy motherfuckers, man. I just hope that it happens. Um, let the motherfucking hack guy fly the plane. I don't give a shit. Um, so anyway, but this is, you know, so this, the standpoint, the nostalgia, the here we go again, you know, fucking house of hardcore with Tommy Dreamer at the helm. Like, oh, fuck this. So anyway, um, I mean, they book the shit out of this card. So either one of two things is happening. They're either cutting Tommy Dreamer a break and working cheaper or free for him. Um, which, you know, I don't know if guys are working for free. I'm just saying, um, you know, this card is not booked on what they charge everybody else because there's no fucking way. The opening match was PJ Black versus Brian Myers, which is, you know, WWE's Kurt Hawkins versus WWE's Justin Gabriel. Um, you know, these guys have got to be charging somewhere, you know, the high, the high hundreds, if not a grand because they just, you know, fresh out of the WWE. Maybe not so much uh, Brian Myers, because, he, you know, he's been out a little bit longer, and, um, you know, he doesn't have that fresh out of WWE thing going on. And, um, you know, I know that that guy was also, you know, known to be, like, a huge, huge indie wrestling fan and stuff. So I think, like, a lot of this stuff is really special to him still. So I, I don't know. But, again, I would... If I had to guess, I would guess that he's one of the guys that's working for Tommy for not a whole lot of money. And again, this is just speculation because I don't know shit about what anybody makes, nor do I really give a fuck. I'm just saying, like, when you look at this roster top to bottom and think about, like, what other companies must be paying him, he's either putting out tremendous amount of money to book this fucking show or, you know, someone's getting cut a break, which it is what it is. But, I mean, it's fucking star-studded. Um, <laughs> I, I posted at some point or another because this is just, like, me. Because, you know, I, I mean, for people who, who enjoy this top to bottom, I'm a complete asshole. I get that. I mean, it is what it is. So, <laughs> because I don't give a shit about this type of show... I, I had posted at some point that this is a who's who of who cares. And that's uh that's how I felt about the show. And uh next up was Matt Stryker coming out. And Matt Stryker is gonna wrestle. And who's he gonna wrestle? He's gonna wrestle Amazing Red. I'm like, all right, well there you go. Um Next up was uh, Alex Reynolds versus JT Dunn. So there was two kind of, you know, indie guys and everything. Um, I'm not even going to do much reviewing of it because I was just kind of checked out. Like, you just see two guys coming out. And it to me, it was like an award show. It was just like if you turn on one of those award shows, which I never do. Um, I don't watch award shows. Um, but, like, the Oscars or, or the uh, Emmys or, um, you know, you, you would see, like, well, now here comes this fucking star. Oh, well, hey, look at that guy. Oh, shit, it's that guy. Hey, look, it's that guy and that guy. Oh, they put those two guys together on the stage. Look at that guy. Oh, shit, I haven't seen that guy in a minute. Oh, hey, hey, is that that guy in the crowd right there? Hey, I think that's that guy. Hey, I saw, isn't that that guy from that thing? You know, and that's that's what the show became. It was just like everybody, you know, popping up a fucking, like, it was one giant, like, cameo joint, you know, like, Cameos everywhere, fucking stars, you know, star-studded. But like I said, it was kind of a who's who, who cares uh, to me. 
Um, you know, and I like guys like like Eddie Kingston was next up against Rhino, and I I really like Eddie Kingston. Um, um, you know, um, JT Dunn, I I, I like. I'm just saying, like overall, like I you know I I'm like Justin Gabriel versus Brian Myers doesn't do a lot for me. Um, you know, Amazing Red and dude, Amazing Red innovated high flying. He completely revolutionized high flying. He made so many guys step their fucking game up uh, what he brought to the game. I have tremendous respect for him. But in 2015, like, mad knee surgeries down the road, he's not like a dream match guy to me anymore. And, and, you know, it's not his fault, and I don't blame him for it, but, like, now I don't I don't pop for, like, amazing red walking out anymore. Like, it'd be good to see the guy just because he does have my utmost respect as far as what he has accomplished. You know, he's, to me, he's a fucking, uh, an indie hall of famer as far as I'm concerned, because he opened the door for so much of what actual high flying is these days. So that's, that's just me. But, um, okay. So next up was, um, team tremendous versus, uh, no, team tremendous and Tony knees versus Hale Collins, Vic delicious and Ben Ortiz. Team Tremendous is awesome. These other guys, I, I've never really seen them before. Tony Nese, obviously, I have. Um, uh, Team Tremendous is awesome. Tony Nese is phenomenal, too. Um, Bill Carr finished the match with a fucking Canadian Destroyer. So, I mean, if you need to see any more out of Bill Carr to know that he's just fucking amazingly talented, then uh, yeah, I guess just pay attention to something because he's fucking awesome. Um Matt Hardy, Carlio, and Lance Archer. This was another, like, I don't give a motherfuck about these three guys coming out. But I can't imagine they're, they're cheap to book. Um, you know, and, and, you know, sixth on the card. Here's fucking these guys that, you know, would main event a lot of shows. Um, Team 3D versus The Addiction. Now, here's where I have a little bit to fucking say. Um, I... I am not a Dudley fan. I've never been a Dudley fan. Um, I I met the two of them. Uh, they had a, you know a bunch of signings and shit like this. I think they were on there with somebody else, um, or maybe I just went for the trip or something like that. But um, and Devon was awesome. Bob was an asshole. I mean, everybody knows that. I, I'm not breaking any news here. Um, and the addiction is, you know, uh, Kazarian and um, Christopher Daniels. At some point, they had um, what's her face come out. Um, Jesus Christ! Now I forget her name. Kind of ruins part of what I was saying. Doesn't really matter though. Um, she won't be respected as a female wrestler, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, and Velvet Sky came out, so. Um, the one chick, uh, man, she wrestles in TNA, I believe, and um, so she came out and, um, you know, to help the other side, to help the uh, addiction. And Velvet Sky comes out to help the Dudleys, and they go to do the what's up move, you know, the, the what's up spot, where they hold their legs apart. Now, it's a chick, and you got... Bubba holding one leg and Velvet holding the other leg at his chick. Devon goes up to the top. He does the diving headbutt, but he doesn't just hit the diving headbutt and fucking roll off and move on. 
He hits the diving headbutt and lays motionless with his head in this chick's crotch for a good 30 to 40 seconds, just laying there with her legs fucking spread eagle and his face in her crotch. Now, the dickhead crowd who, you know, are the same people. These are the same people you're catering to that will, you know, yell fucking at, at like a Sarah Del Rey, show your tits while she's trying to have a wrestling match. These are the same dickheads. So now this fucking crowd erupts in an eat that pussy chant. And to me, this shit does worse fucking damage to female wrestling than any fucking Kimberly spot or any of that crazy bullshit that people want to be fucking offended by. This is fucking bullshit to me. Because a bunch of fucking dudes likely don't don't eat any pussy in their normal life. Channing eat that pussy at a wrestler who's doing this spot on, on who's supposed to be a female wrestler. You can't take that chick seriously whatsoever. Because now, like, she comes out and it's just like, okay, when it, when is the dude going to plant his face in your crotch? Like, how how many minutes do we have to listen to you talk until something like that happens? You know, like, the show your tits chance, that shit is completely warranted because fucking this type of thing happens. You know what I mean? I mean, when when was the last time? And I, that shit always boggled my mind, too, because, like, how... When was the last time a chick actually showed her tits when they, she came out to wrestle and the fans yelled about that? Like, I don't, I don't remember that shit ever happened. I went to a lot of wrestling shows, and it wasn't like I signed up for that shit because I would have been highly disappointed. Like, I mean, if you went to the strip club and the ratio of chicks showing their tits was the same as a wrestling show, you'd stop going to the goddamn strip club because that shit doesn't happen. People keep demanding and the shit don't happen. I mean, if you're demanding food in that fashion, you'd starve because you, when, you see what I'm saying. But... Um, that fucking spot there to me was disgusting. And I know the fucking Dudleys, especially Bubba, doesn't give a fuck about burying somebody else's reputation and career and making them look like absolute dog shit from this day forward. I, I know he doesn't give a fuck. But I honestly think there should be a little bit more outrage from maybe women's wrestlers and people who give a fuck about women's wrestling because I I, I thought it was gross. I thought it was absolutely gross, man. Uh, that's, I mean, that's just me because the shit wasn't quick and, you know, Hey, you know, I'm pretty sure he's hit the what's up move on, on chicks before, but he didn't just lay there like he was dead with his face in his, in the chicks crotch for 30, 40 seconds. Not, at least not as far as I remember, he would hit it and maybe, you know, make some kind of gesture, make some kind of, you know, lick his lips or some bullshit like that and move on. This was like dead still dude sitting there. And fucking Bubba and them looking around the crowd for a reaction while they chant, eat that pussy, like it's the best fucking thing going. So, I don't know. I just thought it was fucking gross. And, you know, I, I just, you know, I really hope all those people, um, you know, I, I hope their parents' basement springs a leak and floods their bedroom. That's that's what I hope. Um Next up, Eric Young and Tommy Dreamer had a street fight I didn't give a shit about. Um, Afterwards, EC3 came out, assaulted Dreamer. Rey Mysterio came out, and I didn't care. Um, Listen, Rey Mysterio is a fucking legend. Do I give a shit about him coming out and grabbing the mic and saying, oh, here I am? And the fucking crowd chants, welcome back. Like, they were there when he was in ECW. Like... 
Like, these motherfuckers were standing outside the building waiting for Rey Mysterio to come back. He came back, and they're like, holy shit, welcome back, because that's, that's who made the ECW arena was fucking Rey Mysterio. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. I, I just, I don't care. I just really don't care. Again, you know, with the doing favors for guys, because if, uh, you know, the, the rumor was the $20,000 price tag on Rey Mysterio, if they pay $20,000 for Rey Mysterio to walk out to the ring and cut that little promo, fuck out of here. You know, I mean, if they cut it in half and they paid ten grand for him to they, – if they spent five grand on Rey Mysterio coming out to the ring and going, hey, guys, good to see you, fucking – all right. I mean, I don't know. I, I just can't even – I can't fathom someone paying a shitload of money to anybody to just walk out there and go, hey, guys, fucking uh, haven't seen you guys in a while, even though you've been watching me on TV for a couple of fucking decades. Well, there you go. Uh, you know, and people just losing their motherfucking mind. It's not like you're going to see, you know, some crazy fucking five-star dream matches, uh, you know, with Rey Mysterio now. He's going to fucking talk to you. He's going to pack his shit, and he's going to go home. Like, I don't understand what you're so excited for. I mean, it, it it's like the equivalent of a surprise autograph signing. I, I, don't, I don't really understand. And that's if he sticks around for autographs after that shit. So, I don't know. Um, anyway, main event, fucking uh, the um, Young Bucks who worked fucking three shows in three different states that day. Man, I fucking love the Bucks, man. They, they're a great tag team. I think they're the best tag team in the world. Um, that's just my personal opinion. It's completely, uh, yeah, just a matter of opinion. But I, I think they bust their ass. And, you know, I, I know a lot of guys do this type of thing. And I, I really think these guys should get more credit for doing that type of thing. Because if you work three shows in three different fucking states. I mean, that's a fucking worker. And, you know, I mean, even the doubleheaders, you fucking, you leave one building and fucking drive nonstop to fucking come in at the end of the the other show. And and a lot of guys do that. And it really should be, you know, people focus so much on the, um, on the real side of the business. I mean, I think this is something that should be focused on a little bit more is, Hey, that fucking guy just drove, uh, you know, from here to there in a snowstorm or, you know, whatever it is for these guys to be getting where they have to get to do a little spot or to do a show, I, I think should be uh, given a little more credit for because guys can easily uh, stay complacent. They're fucking one show a month and, you know, scream to the world on how professional they are. You got guys who you know, travel the world and are hugely accomplished like the young bucks. And they're not just resting on their fucking laurels and what credit the internet's given them. They're fucking, they're fucking driving all over the place working three shows in one fucking night or one day. I mean, you just got to give credit. I I think you got to give credit to fucking guys like that, you know? And like I said, they're not the only ones. And I, and I think everybody, who does that type of shit should get credit. Because if you're wanted enough by different companies and given the leeway enough that, hey, we trust you're going to fucking be there. I know you're working on that show, but shit, you know, we put you at the end of the card, you get down here. I mean, that's, that's fucking workers, man. Um, but anyway, the Young Bucks went over Austin Aries and Bobby Roode. What was a good match? So uh, that was that. And, um, yeah, like I said, I'm not a fan. I, it's just not for me. It's just not for me. 
And it's not, you know, shitting on the product as far as, like, they didn't give the fans what they wanted. No, they absolutely did. I'm just not a fan of that type of show. You know what I mean? You're never going to get really, like, um, any kind of storylines or anything. It's just like a fantasy booking award show. It's just, look at that guy. Hey, remember that guy? Oh, that's the guy from the other thing. Oh, there he is. Look at that guy versus that guy. Oh, shit. Who knew? You know, like, I don't know. It's just, it's very empty to me. Um, the Briscoe signed, as we touched on earlier, at least from what I heard, or they are going to sign or something like that. Couldn't be happier for those dudes. Um, you know, what What can you say? Um, tons of football stuff going on. I'm going to leave it alone because uh, I'm already going fucking crazy late. I'm going to, you know, touch on the deja vu card. Actually, let me pull that up because I'm just as prepared as always. Um, you know what? Let me play this other uh, short Sean Price joint, and I'll come back and I'll run down the card before I wrap it up. That way, you know, Rather than hear me try to fucking waste time, I could just give you a little try here. Three. Yo. Yeah, earth shattering, first to burst battering, wrong color on your turf trafficking, what up, Sean's the name, y'all niggas ain't ready for, won't beef in the street, none of my metaphors, Sean the bomb, Lebanon, Decepticon, most high, most fly, both high like Farrakhan, all praise is due to Allah, have no idea what I do to your squad, listen, your face look like steak with the A1 sauce, when the guard let the AR off, Bang. listen, ain't a rapper that a battle on smack, I'm the rapper with the gat on your hat, nigga, Rap Prime Minister, I will not finish up. Former former hot punch, bitch, fatally finish up. Y'all niggas is whack. Sean Price and them bringing it back. Yeah, I'm almost famous. Y'all niggas is half ass, almost anus. Got a new car, almost ranged it. We broke bond and chain, almost exchanged it. I hang with niggas that's two time felons. First of the month on the stupid dime selling. Yeah. Sean Price is dumb, sell crack on the block with Mike Tyson from. Listen, I like fighting, but I'm nice with guns. I might knife him, but I like my gun. Unleash me, Paul, daddy the dog. With my eyes on the green, nigga Kermit the Frog. Stupid with mine, my stupidest lines. I put them together, turn them to a beautiful rhyme. When I rap, y'all niggas take notice. When you rap, niggas notice you bogus. Focus on me, Sean Price broke some C. Heroin addict, literally the dopest of C. Yo, I'm telling the truth. You live in the lie when I step in the booth or competitors die. My sweater is flops. Look at my kicks. Look at my jeans. Look at this shit. I'm crooked as shit. I still crack in the building. Domestic violence start violence smacking my children. Rucky's the realest. Rilla. Baby Nape and Red Monkey. I'm a fucking gorilla. Donkey Kong is the game. Donkey Sean is the name. I'm playing for keeps. I'm part of the chain. Yeah. All right, so yeah, anyway, um, Deja Vu is what it's called. Um, they have singles match of Alexander James versus Greg Excellent, and I'm not looking forward to that at all. However, they did make it for the junior title, so I am hoping that this will be the beginning of maybe making this title a serious thing again. Um, not holding my breath for it because that would be a good decision, and I don't really know how many good decisions DJ prefers to make. So I don't know about that. Um, Gulak versus Pepper Parks. Another match. 
don't know what to tell you about that. Um, Sozio versus Eric Corvus. I don't know why this is happening, and it's not on a fucking Dojo Wars show. So there, you, there's that. Um, Bill Carr versus Bucks Belmar. That should be a good match. That should be very good. Um, Lucky 13 versus the wrench Connor Claxton. I'm interested in this match to see uh, what Connor does. They're doing a death match trial series. So he's pretty much going to fight all the guys in, uh, in nation of intoxication one at a time, lucky being the first one. And I'm looking forward to see, you know, what goes on here. Uh, the CCW wired championship of Joe Gacy versus Johnny silver. This should be good. This should be another good match. Um, the CZW tag team titles are uh, OI4K of Dave, Dave, Dave and Jake Chris, for Christ's sakes, um, versus the Nation of Intoxication of Danny Havoc and, and Devin Moore, who I have no idea where they got a um, a tag team title shot from. But I... You know, trying to make sense of the CCW booking would be a ridiculous, ridiculous thing. So, um, you know, yeah. Um, then you got uh, the No World Barbed Wire match of Matt Tremont versus Stockade. And um, you have a uh, G's will be there, and uh, I believe we'll have a match. So I'm not sure what it's going to be, who it's going to be, but. Um, yeah, looking forward to see what goes on there. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to be there. And um, another thing that stands out huge to me, which boggles my mind, which is why it's not even uh, advertised on the uh, little to-do list on there, uh, you know, is uh, Robbie Marino and uh, Rocky should be inducted into the CZW Hall of Fame that night, which is uh, a definite big, big reason why I'm going. And uh, I look forward to that very much. So, um, yeah, shout out to those dudes. And I will be there on Saturday. And I look forward to the, uh, you know, to the uh, night out and see what goes on there. Um, So I think that's about it. Uh, Next week, check it out. I got fucking John Dahmer on the show. So I'm looking forward to that. I've been wanting to talk to him for a while. It should be a great interview. Um, He knows a ton about the business. And, you know, he's been around in CZW since, the day it opened day one he was he was there so um i said looking forward to it and um i think that's about it check out wrestling soup check out uh start nation but they're doing like uh he's he's doing um fuck if i know uh <laughs> oh, shit what's the name of the show jesus uh just completely slipped my mind yeah, uh, that's that's not right. Um, but he's doing um, Jesus Christ, he's doing a wrestling show over there. Check out the Stern Nation uh, Facebook page, and you'll get all the um, Count Radio. There you go. Uh, he's he'll you know give you all the details to all the shows he does. Andrew over there is my dude. Um, Sports Den's been on hiatus for a while. I think uh, Paul Dub has uh, been crazy busy with the. Uh, the old chefing thing over there, and, uh, you know, 14, 16, 18-hour days. I don't know, he's, he's working about as many hours as uh, the day is long. And uh, definitely, you know, check out uh, We Want Blood. They're doing their thing over there uh, on a weekly basis. So uh, check them out. 
Check everything out. Check me out next week for sure. Like I said, I'll be back with John Dahmer. I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. You know, that's all I could do. Um, Yeah, like I said, I'm going to get a little more into the football stuff. So many different trades and releases and crazy shit happened. So um, now I'm going to get more into that next week because, you know, I I just can't be on this any longer. I got to work tomorrow. So uh, check me out. All right. Peace.